encounter. Most, Most of the conversations I've had with people when I've been in a single party consent state were recorded, archived. I have shit on everyone. By the way, you this drive by a remark about Laura Loomer got censored, therefore Jewish power isn't real. What is that, a joke? I mean, you know what I said? Well, I think that was you. You brought up Loomer. seen the VOD. I might have. I have no idea. How dare you? That's exactly how I sound like me. Let him get in. Let's printing money here. All of the 
fighters out there know, know that I'm know that I'm I like that. I don't even know yes. affiliation this is anymore. Like Trump, what's in your comment? Double down on it. Double down on the Biden inflation. Double, double, down, double down again. Just, just for everybody to see. Blue state time. governor and government will always be there. And you know, we that, that's why ANCAP is really the crux of it. Because if you can get rid of the government, then then maybe you're right. But if you can't get rid of the government, then it's just a matter of who runs it. And then you can certainly that's get what rid matters. Of, you can certainly get rid of things the government's doing. Right. So. There we go. Repeated itself. <laughs> One day I'm going to get a, the new intro. I love it, but I just don't have it down. Hello. My name's Ethan Ralph. Welcome to the Kill Stream. How are you guys doing? Lord Miles Rutledge tonight. I need to send him the link, actually. Uh, now that I think about it, I should do that now. I should do that right fucking now. I already did a show today. Tequila Sunrise. A lot of fun. We heard about Flamenco wanting to take it up the ass, actually. Uh. <laughs> Uh, let's see, I just laughed at his message. I saw that. Here it goes. The link. Hang on, by the way. Because uh, I'd messaged him yesterday, and I actually missed where he had already posted on Twitter about being excited to come back on. Uh, and so I messaged him. And he's like, don't worry, I have it, I have it with like uh, 15 different alarms. So he will be here. Lord Miles will be here tonight. I'm very excited about that. One of the great guests, great new guests we've had. Great guests, really, period. Uh, but especially all the new batch. <sighs> Should we get right into the Flamenco stuff? I don't know. I'm not sure. Killstream.live slash tip. Powerchat.live slash the Ralph Retort. If you want to do the TTS thing. Is that thing on? I think it's on. We're on cozy.tv slash Ethan Ralph. Odyssey.com slash at the Ralph Retort. Chill stream more over on YouTube. Three different platforms. The three-headed monster here on YouTube. Well, YouTube and Odyssey and Cozy. YouTube was the last one, so. That said, so it's the last one on my lips. Oh, boy. Amazing stickers. Where do we begin? I guess we could do a little reset like we did at the end of Tequila Sunrise. Oh, no, Flamenco, no. So this is uh, Flamenco's uh, proclivities were just just discovered. Sydney Watson Dominatrix and Incel Groipa Destroyer sent $3. I hear Fistmenko is looking to be a slave. Oh. I will break that buck. <laughs> I will use him like a sock puppet. By the time in done, he will be pissing shit and shitting cum. <laughs> I am a Shiraman hater and somebody's sphincter is going to pay. Bob's your uncle. Wally sent $3. How much does that cigar taste like unabordable victory? Oh, man, so good. I'm going to need it ranked on a scale of one to flamenco is absolute. Oh, man. It's so. It's so good. It's off the scale. Padron 1926 series torpedo. Not quite like a good cigar, ladies and gentlemen. Especially on a good night, a winning night. Just sit back, kick back, waiting on an excellent guest. Just already had a great show earlier. It's kind of like the after party here on the kill stream. Hmm. 
It is good. It's really good. Uh, not as good as Flamenco's proclivities being discovered today. Femdom pegging. That wasn't all, though. Shotokan, Lollicon, the works, ladies and gentlemen. The works. Oh, boy. Prostate massage, boys and boys in schoolgirl school girl uniforms. Here's the plot, actually. I laid it out. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Drinking the latte there. First off, before I lay out the plot from the movie, take a look at a tweet that I made. September 21st, 2021. A slot machine that I saw in the Tropicana Casino in Atlantic City. And it was called Flamenco Fever. And I said this, Flamenco Fever must be a lady boy then. I said this in September 2021, ladies and gentlemen. September. Joey Joe Joe sent $3. When will these learn this is why you don't talk shit out of school? Oh, wait. This n- is like 40, right? Dude. Pretending to be a baby face 21 year old? Yeah. Shit's fucked. Yeah, he's 33 years old. Wooden Horse Tamer sent $3. All these flamenco revelations make Ralph look normal and vanilla. The curse is real. <laughs> the curse is real, ladies and gentlemen. Flamenco fever. By the way, uh, back to the plot of the film that he enjoys. Of course, I pointed this out that I called it months ago. If only you were there to listen. Actually, we got his excuse, too. Oh, boy, this is hilarious. Oh, no. Where is his... uh... Okay, here we go. This is the hentai that he was, uh, that he took the time to favorite. The hentai flamenco favorited. The plot concerns a male to female transgender who was raised as a girl, but still has their penis, by the way. Wears dresses, etc. takes it up the ass. I didn't say that on Twitter, but that's what I was getting at. Takes it up the ass. Not good. Wears dresses. It's bad. Can't wait to see how he explains it. It's all underage stuff. Oh, no. Underage, you say? Now, not good, but how did he explain this, ladies and gentlemen? What could have caused him to fall into such a pit of depravity? The depth, the absolute depths, plural, of disgustingness. That's not a word, but whatever. What could have caused a woman, of course, of course, of course. Flamenco, well-known, well-known as a womanizer. He says it means, so what did it mean? Augie was asking him this. And DMs, what does it mean? Does it mean you're gay now, basically? Flamingo says... <laughs> Flamingo says, it means I had dated an older woman when I was 19 that was into kinky shit. Flamingo was a, was a womanizing, an older woman was romancing, excuse me, an older woman 
at the tender age of 19, and she went on his Pornhub and watched the pegging videos for him or assigned him the homework to watch or watched it on his PC or what exactly? First off, he didn't have no fucking older woman at 19. Nobody. Nobody's believing that. Have you seen Flamenco? He is like autism personified. I mean, like, he's got no bitches ever. That's why he's sitting. I mean, good Lord. <clears throat> he's begging to be a slave. I, I don't know if you saw that earlier when you were here. Uh, but it's not even just this, that. If you read it, it's actually, he. it's an ad for, he's looking for a slave, allegedly, in the ad. But in the ad, it's just all him being a bitch. And it ends with him saying, recently I've been curious on the idea of switching. Any Dom ladies out there? want to chat with me, feel more than welcome. That's what he said. Loving humiliation is what he said. <clears throat> yeah, she signed him up for all those accounts. How did this work exactly? That's what I don't understand. <laughs> what happened here? First off, nobody. I saw somebody on Twitter goes, and I think they were kind of fucking around. They're like, oh, well, that's believable. It's a woman. Uh, and it's like, well, yeah, that might be believable for almost anybody else except for for Flamenco. And then you think about somebody pointed out rightly, what does Gator's closet look like? If this is what Flamenco's rolling out, then what is that sick fuck? Oh boy, I bet he just, I bet he fucking had a cold sweat when this shit came out. Gator went and double checked and triple checked his shit, dude. He went and under every hard drives were going in the microwave. He was making a trip to the dump. Like, there is no telling what. He's probably still not even settled down back at, back at his house now. He's still out there destroying materials. Like, there's just no... There's no telling the fit of frenzy it probably threw Gator into. I, I'm sure he probably had to take some medication or something to calm down. Like, uh, oh, boy, you better pray. Hope and pray they don't find your fucking stash. There's no way... Somebody into it as deep as Gator is does not have just an absolute disgusting, absolute just fucking unbelievably sick stash of shit that if it came out, it would just fucking turn your stomach probably. Like, are you kidding me? This sick fuck. Oh. Him and Flamingo, I pointed this out earlier, live really close to each other too. Hmm. They're awful close too, aren't they? I mean, close, uh. Personally. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just saying. We can't be sure. We can't be sure, but something's up. <clears throat> now, can we go back to... Oh, boy. Some of the uh, tags on his on his uh, fave there. Shota, Lolly, Incest. Shota, Lolly, Incest, Farting, etc. <laughs> also, I've never seen this used as, <laughs> as a reaction image. <laughs> it's perfect. 
Kayla sent $3 one time I saw Uncle Josh going through my closet and oh, running his fingers no. down the fabric of my dresses. Oh, no. Oh. That's like the perfect. <laughs> That's like the perfect response image. Holy shit! <laughs> and somebody else uh, rightly pointed out that that wasn't all. Feminization, cross-dressing, prostate massage, and pegging. So they weren't stopping there. Oh boy. Oh. Uh, of course, this was all just an older woman who got him into the... You know, these older women, uh, it's not telling where they'll lead you. <sighs> what are we thinking about as excuse? Press, is there anybody buying this at all? Like, I just don't... I don't understand how, how they possibly could. Joey Jerkoff sent $3. I said it before and I'll say it again. There is a direct anime, hentai, fetish, gay, tranny, pedo pipeline. Well, see, if in this cartoon it's a dude that wears a dress and gets fucked up the ass, and basically, you know, Flamenco's into getting fucked up the ass. He's watching videos where, you know, men are getting fucked up the ass. He probably is into some gayer shit than that even. Maybe even has done some gay shit. Like, I mean, it's just... <laughs> Like, how else could you... I don't know. I'm interested to see. I guess it's going to all be the girlfriend thing. He just liked it for the art, you know. Yeah. Somebody mentioned uh, childhood abuse. I actually mentioned that earlier, too. But, uh, you know. I saw his grandpa there in those photos. I mean, I don't want to say anything. I don't, who knows? But... Uh, what's a little... Uh, a little uncomfy there. Also, what the... Fuck, man. This little band won't come off my cigar. <laughs> I just almost ripped it. Fuck. There we go. Almost destroyed my cigar because it wouldn't come off. <sighs> Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. <laughs> Sometimes Flamenco being a gay. It's just Flamenco being a gay. I've said this for a while. I'm not surprised in the slightest at all. I said this for a minute. I mean, it's almost just like I said, spiking the football earlier. We never did finish Sheriff Grady earlier either. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I want to see that now or not. I don't know if that fits in. I'm not sure if that fits in with what we're doing. Uh, let's see. Maybe. Can we play Sheriff Grady? I mean, we got time. Oh, no. We need to play this. This fits in with Flamenco. This definitely fits in with Flamenco. Man, y'all thought me uh, teaching the children about me being poly was crazy. But not only that, but they also know that I'm gender fluid. Uh... At one point last year, I had explained to them that I was not Miss Lois or Mr. Lois. It's just Lois because I'm not a boy or a girl. And this was all well and good until October 
when I also explained to him that I'm pagan, so I am also a witch. And at one point, I had gotten a haircut, and I got in the sides of my mohawk shaved down. And I come into work, and one of the children goes, Lois, are you a boy? You have short hair. And his sister what? goes, no, Lois is a girl. And a third child, who is my favorite, suddenly yells, no, guys, we've been over this. Lois isn't a boy Fucking or a suck girl. Up. Lois is a witch. That's the main motherfucker talking yeah. shit about your dumb ass as soon as you turn around. Me, uh, teaching the children about me being... Ugh. Dude, imagine you drop your kid off for school. That's the motherfucker teaching your kid. Are you fucking kidding me right now? What the fuck? <sighs> Dude, this just should not be allowed. I don't know. What this is. Just looking like that, you shouldn't be able to be a teacher. I'm sorry. Period. I don't give a fuck. They should say, nope, you can't be a teacher. If you can't even look like a normal person for a few hours... Sorry, no, you can't come in with the green hair and the fucking spikes sticking out of your chin. Sorry, you can't do that. That's what they need to say. What? What is this Swanson video you sent me, Charlius? I don't know what that is. Charlius blowing me up. Uh, I don't know what that is. Swanson animations. Oh, actually, those look like that might be funny. Yeah, we played them before. I'll look at that in a minute. Looks like a good one. What about this? Ah, oh, man. Oh. Uh, I was on my way to school and had to pull over because I started panicking. And that's because starting today, my school is allowing people to go indoors without wearing masks oh, no. or any sort of facial protection and that fucking terrifies me and it should terrify you too because this pandemic is not over it is so so far from over uh, i was on my way to school. <laughs> i wanted to hear the rest of that i wish they had the second part Far, far from over. This dude sounds like actually scared. What the fuck was that at the end? So, so far from over. <laughs> okay. Uh, this might be a little bit of a weird one, so please pay attention to the warnings on the screen here. But this is something I really want to talk about because I have been made to feel guilty and shameful about this since it started happening. Why is, you know, you know, there's argument, argument to be made. This person should just be in the nut house somewhere. They definitely shouldn't be preaching to me like I should listen to anything they got to say. <laughs> to me at the age of nine, and that is ridiculous. I shouldn't have to hide or lie or be embarrassed about a natural function my body does. So all that to say. Wait, 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 wait. Hi, TikTok. This might be a little bit of a weird one, so please pay attention to the warnings on the screen here. But this is something I really want to talk about because I have been made to feel guilty and shameful about this since it started happening. Giga Ninja sent $3. Remember when Flam and Rand would role play and Fistminko would always be the girl in the scenario. I remember. I do remember that. He would always do the little girl voice when we would do the voiceovers. 
Yeah, you remember that, huh? me at the age of nine and that is ridiculous what were you doing at the age of nine Nigga, what i have been made to feel guilty and shameful about this since it started happening to me at the age of nine and that is ridiculous i shouldn't have to hide or lie or be embarrassed about a natural function my body does so all that to say i am on my period I'm thinking, no. Be embarrassed about a natural function my body does. So all that to say, I am on my period. See, this person should be in the nut house. You heard me. Feel free to scroll if you don't want to hear about it. Uh, transphobic comments will just get deleted and blocked, though, so don't bother. But yeah, long story short, I am on my period. Uh, I went off tea in October, and my doctor put me on a small dose of birth control to help even out the hormones. Now that I'm off tea, that small dose isn't cutting it. Boy, they need to get, you need the mega dose for sure. And uh, yeah, I'm having a period for the first time. This is flamenco in like two years, not even two months. In six years, and not just any period, the period from hell. Now, I won't go to. Oh my God. This might be him now. We ain't seen him. Wow. Man fading in the night sent $3 separation of church and state at its finest. <laughs> That's why Chinese winning fucky sucky bang bang. Homeschooling mother bitch. I am on my period. Uh, I went off tea in October, and my doctor put me on a small dose of birth control to help even out the hormones. Now that I'm off tea, that small dose isn't cutting it. And uh, yeah, I'm having a period for the first time in six years. And not just any period, the period from hell. Now, I won't go too much into it because it grosses even me out, but it is quite the experience, and I'm having to relearn and re-navigate a lot. And suffice it to say, I think we need to expand the conversation. Oh yeah, we do. We definitely need to expand. By the way, is the stream not working on Odyssey? I don't know why. Y'all let me know if it's working or not over on Odyssey. It's not working on mine. Around periods and who has them. You know? I don't know why. But, uh, oh, my God. Uh, oh, yeah, I think it is working. Okay. This is a top surgery. Odyssey sleeps with the fishes. You wouldn't know to say that unless it worked. Let's see. Uh, is it working? No, it's not new today. They've, uh, they got, uh. I don't know who needs to hear this, but top surgery is for anybody. Oh, God, I can't. I just can't do that. Odyssey's not working. What the fuck? Uh, let me try to reset the stream. That might fix it. That might fix it. I like I can just go through this Twitter. Telling normal, telling nine-year-olds to watch porn. This looks like flamenco. Drafted this one. Is it normal to watch porn? Hashtag Ask Amaze! 
There it goes. It's working on Odyssey, by the way. Yes! It's normal. St. Chrysostom sent $5. Yo, Ralph, do you think you can interview or stream with strong, successful male, Tyler the Fiend, or Joker of Better Bachelor and do some MGTOW content one of these days? It should be a great stream. Yeah, I would mind that. Janzina sent $3. Flamenco request where the hand I sent him Boku no Pico. I no longer hear from him. Guess another job well done for glory of China. Bing bang chop chop. <laughs> Bing bang chop chop. Oh, lots of people watch porn. After all, it's right there and it's free. And anyway, many people are curious about this sex stuff. This is nine-year-olds are showing this to? But, and it's a big but, remember, porn is not real. It's just a fantasy like, uh, like superheroes movies. Bodies don't look like those in porn movies. In general, everything is exaggerated. And sex, it often looks very different in real life. So don't expect your own body or sex life once you have one to look anything like what you see in porn. Or to sound like it either. Find out more about porn right here on Amaze. That doesn't seem like something they should be showing in the uh, elementary schools. director at Tobacco Factory Theatres. Uh, I use he and him pronouns. Um, I'm a white man. Remember when they said that they were going to try to start uh, making pedo shit okay and folks were like, no, no, they're not going to do that. And with brown hair, with grey bits in. Um, and I'm very excited that the family sex show is, is coming to Bristol. Uh, we have presented two productions by the wonderful This Egg in the past. Uh, they brought Me and My Bee and dressed and both pieces were completely original and very moving in, in different ways. They make such powerful work that really connects and inspires audiences. Um, and we're delighted that the Family Sex Show will be on in May. I'm going to hand over to Josie, the artistic director. The Family Sex Show? Director of this egg to say a little more. Hello, my name's Josie. I use she, her pronouns. You skank. I'm a white woman with dyed red hair, which is... Only a white woman would do something like this. Uh. It's half up, half down today. Um, I'm wearing gold hoop earrings, which are not real because I do not have my ears pierced. Um, I run this egg and I have been making and producing the family sex show along with lots of other people over the last few years. Um, if you're watching this video, then you might already have or you might be thinking about buying some tickets to the show or you might just be wondering why we thought making it was a good idea. Great question. Um, yeah, I I kind of was wondering that last to make something one. I was kind of wondering that last one. That, uh, came at the topic of relationships and sex in a, in a light way, um, in a way that would open conversations, in a way that would encourage people to ask questions um, and to allow for that space of, of vulnerability. 
vulnerability and not knowing and making mistakes. Um, we hope that the show kind of adds to the more creative or alternative relationships and sex education that is out there at the moment in all different forms. And I guess we really wanted to make the show that we wish that we'd had when we were younger and also part of our adult selves felt like or feels like they need now as well. Um, and mostly if we know our bodies, then we know our rights. Hello, my name is Ailey. I'm programming and engagement manager at Tobacco Factory Theatres. I am a white female with brown blonde hair and my, my pronouns are she, her family. Sex show is a fun and playful show for adults and children aged five and up. It five and up offers an honest human sex education that is feminist, queer, non-binary, inclusive, and sex positive. This show can allow audiences of all ages to feel confident about their bodies, their boundaries, and their sexual health. And we really hope to see you here. Let's see. Let's see. Homophobia is basically the belief that there's something bad about gay people or queerness. Like, if you think there's something bad about it, you are homophobic. That's what it is. Lord Miles will be here soon. And a lot of people will be like, well, I'm not homophobic. I just don't want, like, to talk about it or I think it should stay private. And it's like, no, that's homophobic, too, because... You, you you still think there's something there that isn't appropriate or that we shouldn't be, like, sharing or talking about. And even this idea that, like, it's, oh, it's we can't talk about sex with kids. It's like, first of all, we probably can. Our society is just, like, way too uptight about it. We give them toy guns, but we can't explain what sex is. Okay. And um, number uh. two... I don't even think we need to talk about sex to be talking about queerness. So you could still be talking about queerness without talking about sex. It's all just very homophobic. Just you're you're just being very homophobic. That's it. And it's cause you don't like queerness. Oh my god. By the way, I think Lord Miles is already here. What? Alright, now let's see if he can. What's up, man? Hey mate, how you doing? I'm doing great. How you doing? Your sunglasses are even cooler than mine, I have to say. What's up? <laughs> Thank you, mate. Yeah, same old, really. Taking a break from the war zones. I'm kind of bored at the moment. What have you been up to? Oh, uh, nothing Busy much. Just, uh, yeah, got the kid. Uh, just uh, got her a couple weeks ago. Did the event in Dallas. Finally back home. Settled. Uh, feeling pretty good about that. Now, you're actually settled a little bit, too, like you mentioned. Now, right when you, when you weren't here last time, you'd came back. Um, you'd been to Ukraine. And then I guess the war was just about to break out uh, when you were here, right? <laughs> and uh, you actually, uh, unbeknownst to me, of course, when you were on the show, you 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 snuck back into Ukraine. and were there for quite some time during the uh, opening of the warfare. Now, why don't you explain what happened? You could probably tell it a lot better than me. Yeah, it was uh, it was not wholesome 100, as the registers say. Uh, it wasn't like end game. So what happened was I was there for a few days, and I was like, 
you know what, the war's not going to pop off. I'm just burning through my bank account. Screw it, I'll go home. Two days later, the war breaks out, and I wake up to five missed calls at 6 a.m. I quickly roll out of bed, buy a plane ticket to Poland, because all flights are grounded, right? And then I sneak in on a train. Uh, they don't check my bags or anything, or even my passport. They just allow anyone in. I could have smuggled so many drugs in there if I was dodgy, <laughs> but you know, I could have. I was really considering it, then I realised mm, probably shouldn't. You know, um, I've been case. watching Breaking Bad. Um, and then from there, I went to Lviv, then Kiev, then Kiev, to the areas near Donetsk, and uh, I think it was Kharkiv, yes, um, which is where the front lines are. So I spent about a weekend with Ukrainian special forces by accident after they thought I was a spy, legitimately. So I was laughing my ass off a little bit. But Well, no, they probably, yeah, I mean, now why did they think you were a spy? So... I rocked up on the front lines. They have no idea how I got there. Um, I came up with some BS story about my car broke down and I was, you know, I, I just got stranded here. And they were like, oh, okay, um, show's your passport. And they're like, South Sudan, Afghanistan, what? And this guy, apparently, the uh, Ukrainian Special Forces guy, he worked in the front lines of these countries. So he was kind of asking me questions and I was giving him details. And he was kind of just amazed, like, what are you doing here? You're 22 years old. What's going on, bro? And I was like, oh, you know, just uh, just normal stuff for me. <laughs> and apparently I wasn't phased when we got shelled in the middle of the um, in the middle of the night. So we're eating dinner together at the army base where I had to reside in because I, would al- I was allowed out because of the shelling. And as we got shelled, next door, the building was pretty much collapsing. Everyone was running. I was smiling whilst I was running. So he thought, you know, what's this guy up to? <laughs> um, and I kind of gave him a little good look present and they gave me a nice little hat. So um, it was lovely. But yeah, typical, uh, you know, it's your weekend. You kind of let yourself loose a little bit. And you end up let in your hair down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You, you know what? You know, it happens to the best of us, really. Yeah, you know how it goes. Now, now, let me ask you this. What was the hardest part about, and we'll talk about, you know, some of the, I guess, bigger events that happened while you were on this journey, but uh, what was the hardest part overall about doing something like this or this specific journey? How about that? Oh, it would have to be with transportation. If you don't have a car, you're screwed in some ways. So the only way to get around the country is by train. Now, trains are free, but you can't check any of the train times online. It's always you have to go to a train station. If you're a guy and you're not foreign, so if you're a Ukrainian male, you have to wait in about a 20-hour queue, which I accidentally did, not realizing I can get in you know, straight away. So after waiting 20 hours of freezing my tits off, I get inside it's a huge crowd like it's a huge football stadium full of people they tell you when the trains are which are infrequent and so mine was in 16 hours i just bunkered down and waited um there was no food no nothing so i was just screwed a little bit about 30 people clamoring for one plug then after getting on the train you can't stand up or anything because it's jam-packed shoulder to shoulder and the train i was going on on the way back home was two um two days two days so i couldn't stand up for two days so i got off halfway and said screw it and i just walked the other half now you mentioned um the ukrainian males had now what was why was that why was there a delineation between those versus other people 
Yeah, so we kind of just want the males to fight, which makes sense, apart from the Jewish males, which are apparently free to leave. Now I heard you say that. Okay, now you know what? I was was trying to decide if I was going to bring that up or not. So I watched your interview with Schroyer on InfoWars. We watched it. I don't remember if it was on here or the daytime show. And that was kind of just, it was right at the beginning of the interview. You mentioned that. Now, I guess they got safe passage. I literally think they did get safe passage back to Israel. Is that what happened there? Like, well, we did, yeah. You know, they, uh, they, you know, the global elite, so they need to be looked after, of course. You know, um, one rule for the others, even though it's a Christian country, it doesn't matter though, because you know, um, the president's Jewish, so you know, no spe- no favorites right there. Um, don't question it. You know, just focus on the war, demonize Russia, blah blah blah. Same global media BS. Just keep going now. Uh, now yeah. layout, I guess. So how did it go when you first got there? You talked about they mis- they thought maybe you were, were a spy. Now what happened after that? Where did you go from there? So when I, when I was there, I spent um, a night in the army base, and the army base was completely pitch black at all times. You had to use your phone screen to navigate um, the hallways and everything. And they were like, oh, "Okay, well, we're going um, we're going a little bit up north. It's where your hotel is. If you want to come with us, you can, but you have to sleep here the night." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's fine." So I slept on some astroturf where the shooting range was underground, and then I woke up with some Ukrainian women surrounding me absolute dream i've got to admit <laughs> and they were offering me like pieces of bread and it was pancake days so like oh my grandma baked me this pancake i have no idea how the grandma got the pancakes for front lines but miracles happened and i was like yeah yeah i'll come back for you later after war i just i've got to go now back to my hotel um and then as i got on the people carrier um a phone line came down right next to us and one building was pretty much crumbling uh, with firefighters dragging out bodies and so on. So they were like, oh, we have to take a detour. We have to drop you off here. I'm like, oh, thank you. Best Uber ride I've ever had. So from there, I um, went underground quite literally. I went on the underground railroad railroad so all the locals knock three times on these steel proof doors they get in then you could just walk around in groups um directly on the railway which is amazing um it was bizarre i kept thinking a train was going to come but of course all shut down underground and then after an hour walking i just climbed out um pretty much a manhole and then got to my hotel two days late um from checking in and the front lady was like, oh, how was your night out? And you know, me completely covered in <laughs> soot, um, <laughs> looking like death. I was like, weekend, you know, average weekend. Now, um, some of the ops. Now, what kind of ops did you do over there? I saw you were, um, you took this, was it a pregnant chick from Ukraine to Poland? Or like, what, now, what kind of stuff were you doing while you were over there? You don't just, like, yeah, go sure. and sightsee and take pictures and shit. Like, you, you're actually doing stuff. Yeah, thank you. So when I um, decided to get out of Ukraine, my best friend um, in England, he wanted to meet up with me in Poland because he's Polish as well. So I went to Odessa, which is right next to another country. I think it's Moldova. Um, So I walked from Odessa to this new country. It took me about, I think it was about 16 hours. I walked straight in the snow, got there, got on a bus all the way through um, Europe, uh, through Romania, through... um, Hungary, Slovakia, and then to Poland, and then met up with him the next day. So I was on this train, for, sorry, this bus for three days. Met up with him, bought the crappiest car in Poland I could find. It was it was dirt cheap, and then we decided to drive in and kind of help people out as a free taxi ride. Um, 
we got stopped numerous times. We didn't have car insurance. Uh, <laughs> um, they just let us in for some reason. It was great. Um, now I'm yeah, thinking that's... maybe their controls were a little lax uh, yeah. <laughs> during the middle of the war too. But um, now, what kind of like who all did you pick up? Like what? How did that work? Yeah, so there was this pregnant lady. Uh, she was quite young, you know, early twenties. Um, she had a husband and everything, but he had to go to fight civil war. So when we pulled up to their place, uh, she was crying, saying goodbye to him. She had a kid as well, really sweet young boy, you know, uh, no older than two or three years old. And then I think it's her mother or her grandmother. I wasn't too sure, to be honest. Um, her English wasn't the best. Um, so better than my Ukrainian anyway. And a dog as well, or her dog. So we picked up a family and then we started driving to um, the uh, Polish border. So after driving for roughly 40 hours into Ukraine through checkpoint upon checkpoint, she realized she's finally getting out of the country and she's like crying her eyes out of her back, trying to keep it in. I've got to admit, we pretended like we didn't notice because we were exhausted ourselves and they didn't want to have to deal with that. But, um, you know, we, we made conversation of her. Um, she was a great person. Uh, she was just trying to survive. Um, she'd been struggling to raise a child because um, she lost her job. She used to work in Russia at the same time. So it's, it's a perplexing situation for her. And then finally she got out. She hugged us. And thankfully now she's safe in Germany with some family. Now, what are some of your takeaways? You spent some time. Now, how long were you in country during the conflict? During the conflict, I would say the first three weeks, roughly. Okay. Now, and of course, I'm sure you've been following it still, and you were there a little bit before. Now, what are some of your like your thoughts on what's going on there, uh, and maybe even some unique unique takes you have from being in, in country? Yeah, I, I personally blame NATO for this entire thing. I mean, Russia gave numerous warnings. I don't, you know, I don't like war, but I can see where Russia's coming from. I don't sympathize with them, but I can kind of understand it to some degree. Russia basically said, hey, if you guys come a bit closer, you know, it's going to cause some conflict. If you kind of push for this, I know we're having our binding agreement, but it's verbal. It was pretty clear what you guys said. Just uh, don't come up our territory. It's like putting nukes in Mexico, basically, for the US. It's the same equivalent for Russia. You know, just don't make us push anything. We kind of want Ukraine as a barrier. And then as Ukraine pushed more with the West, you know, things broke out. And I think NATO kind of knew what they were doing with this whole thing. I mean, every analyst will be on, on, the, um, on the wall, basically waving around warnings at every single turn. But, uh, you know, it got pushed through the system. So it make, makes you wonder if this was uh, done on purpose to kind of do some provoking and give a reason for some sanctions that don't work anyway. But, you know, I feel like... Um, Someone's pointing the strings in the background, probably Rothschilds or something. But you know, we'll, well find you know, out one and day. You, and you really don't hear um, that. I, I don't think that that's a crazy take at all. And Russia is, is has enunciated that quite clearly. But you don't really hear that put forward as a reasonable take or just like any type of justification in the, in the Western media. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, the Russians are bloodthirsty and they they wanted to go kill some Ukrainians and like. Oh that yeah, was, it's like yeah. it's like a Marvel movie. You know, good guy, yeah. bad. That's always it is as it right. is, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and and it's just they don't. Um, 
they're not talking uh, to people like they're grown people. You know, you understand like they're adults, right? Um, like this is an actual situation that the West um, kind of provoked, like you said, uh, for decades. Uh, and NATO itself, you know, I saw um, Putin's spokesman yesterday, and he's like, "Well, NATO is kind of an anti-Russian <laughs> institution just by design." Yeah. I mean, um, and the announcer he was talking to, I think it was Sky News, I forget, got kind of offended at that. But I mean, that's. I mean, that's kind of what NATO is, really. Basically, yeah. I mean, NATO even tried to join... Sorry, Russia always tried to join NATO. They got denied for some reason. Um, so it's just it's just anti-Russia, basically. Um, they try and demonize it, thinking, oh, Russia's going to plow through the whole of Europe if we don't stand together and give more of our tax money towards uh, big banks, um, something about defense and so on. Um it just doesn't really make sense of a modern day. I mean, it's, the way it's put together is just kind of cringy. It's it's ridiculous. I think it's just a front for something else, really, like every institution nowadays, especially the UN. Um, but I won't go off on that tangent. I just think at the end of the day, um, war's completely terrible. And at the same time, if you look at what some of the Ukrainian troops are doing, which, you know, you see not in the mainstream media, but it gets leaked out every once in a while. And I came across this one video, for example, of a Ukrainian male picking out a phone from a dead Russian soldier, calling his wife on FaceTime and basically saying, oh, he's dead. Ha ha ha. You know, he died painfully. Screw you. Uh, you know, glory to Ukraine. So, <laughs> you know, um, it's not always good guys, bad guys. No, and it's not, and we saw some stuff yesterday. Uh, I mean, and uh, you know, honestly, you don't have to look too far uh, to to see some of these, um, you know, I don't know, atrocities, however you want to put it, right? Uh, and you would think uh, that it's not happening at all on the Ukraine side, the way it's uh, portrayed in the Western media. I don't know. Now, where do you see uh, where this thing's headed? And then I'll ask about how the media uh, treated you as well, and I'll also try to fix my image here. I don't know why it's not right, but. Uh, That's all good. So at first, um, I saw Russia um, coordinate these strikes basically on key strategic areas. Um, and the one thing you see is Russia is very precise in their um, their strikes that they're doing against Ukraine. They're extremely precise. They're only aiming for military targets most of the time. And if you see them saying, "Oh, we've uh, you know they've hit a school, they've hit a you know, hospital," it's mostly because of a hospital or school got evacuated. I mean, there's Ukrainian troops inside. Them. It's a whole Western media thing. But as you know, Russia's realizing, oh, we can't just play the uh, you know, um, we can't play by the book basically, uh, without the West still demonizing us, because now they're putting um you know massive sanctions on Russia and they're also taking Russia off um, you know, um I think it was human right groups and stuff like that, yeah. because you know, they saying they committed war crimes, which yeah, it's, it's true on both sides, but now they're just bringing it up like the U.S. US has done it for 20 years or so. I think Russia's going to get a lot more brutal, a lot more desperate, because their, their logistics suck with this whole thing. They were meant to take uh, Kiev in four days. That's what every analyst says, but they failed. So now they're going to create a long, drawn-out war, um, and the sanctions aren't working, so they can just keep continuing this. Because if they lose it, they just lose everything. But if they win, you know, it's a small... Bittersweet victory. I see it. I see Ukraine falling at some point, or half Ukraine gets gone and given to Russia. 
Now, uh, how's the media treated your journey? Have, they, have you gotten any blowback from that or any interesting uh, stories in that regard? Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, most of the media were um, basically going, oh, it's gone on a hard age for war zone. All the Ukrainians hate you. And I was laughing my ass off because I was showing the Ukrainian soldiers the news stories and they were just laughing and patting me on the back. I think they're honestly salty because they um, they couldn't get their own newscast out on the front lines before me because I don't have to deal with BS paperwork and life insurance policies and stuff <laughs> like that. I just got on a plane and went there without any risk assessments or rubbish like that where they have to go through 50 board meetings with advice or whatever. Um, when we were driving out the country too, we saw a CNN truck actually driving inwards and I just posted their location on Twitter and asked <laughs> Russia to sort them out. Uh, <laughs> but, you know... Um, but honestly, the mainstream media, you know, some of them have said some good things about what I've done, getting out of the, um, the girl and everything, and, uh, you know, the family, but it was brushed over completely. And it was only small news articles. Um, I've also had some news articles and news channels reach out to me, asking for me to do reporting on Ukraine on their behalf, because they can't get anyone in. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's it's so funny that you just like, ah, yeah, you know what? I think I'm going to Ukraine, uh, and you just go over there, uh, and you do see a lot of, um, I've seen you kind of uh, talk trash about some of these pretty boy media, you know, guys over there in the hotels and stuff, and you're out there just yeah. doing whatever, right? And they and they set up in front of, you know, in the Hilton or wherever they are, they're at, right? You literally the Hilton, yes, yeah, literally the Hilton, yes, <laughs> literally the Hilton, because um, I was I was in a hotel, I think. It was called Easy Hotel right outside of the Hilton. Um, so it was a cheap one compared to a rich one. And when I walked past it, they were all standing outside doing their news reports um, with their really high-end equipment. And they were like, oh, we're riding on the front lines. And there was a blown-up <laughs> car in the background. But that was mostly from a traffic accident that happened. It had nothing to do with the war. <laughs> it's been there for, like, over a month. And when I look on Google Maps, we're, you know, we're 20 miles away from the front lines. You know, you could go for a Leslie stroll people down the street were walking their dogs and as i walked past them doing their piece i was doing my uh, live stream so i just stated oh look even the amateur people are here <laughs> and that just really pissed them off it's great because they spent four years doing a doing a journalism degree but they're just doing no journalism it's hilarious well, it's like a hollywood um, set or something basically right so they got their little bombed out car there and it looks you know like a, a hazard, right? If you see it on TV, uh, yeah. but if you pull the wide shot out, it's like, oh, okay, this is yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's complete like, bullshit. Go ahead. Yeah, but people don't understand. Like me and you, I mean, you mates. Like we we take risks and we get rewards out of it because we know what we're doing. But these people, they're cowards. They're they're liberal types and they're shaking. And they want to push an agenda and they've never seen real war. And if they have, they're just terrified of it. They want to avoid it at all costs. And if they could lie about it which they can because no, no one verifies this stuff they just exaggerate and do these sorts of things until just an amateur walks past and just shows it on live stream by accident um and that's what happens and you know i got dirty looks for us but it's funny and i just don't care about these people all right now let me play this i see a super chat we might try we might try calls on telegram the gilded server has been a little dodgy i might try to see if anybody wants to call in on telegram though let me try this one God of Conquest 91 sent $3 Lord Miles, did you run into Coach Red Pill while in Ukraine? Also, did you see the debate between Nick Fuentes and Destiny on Ukraine that Ralph hosted? 
There we go. Two different questions. Yeah. So I was actually trying to DM the um, red pill guy, but I couldn't find him at all. Um, I, I saw one of his videos about his location and I tried getting over that area. Um, but I was told um, I just, it wasn't possible at that point. So sadly I did not, but if he goes to a different location that's similar, um, say an next war, whenever it happens, um, hopefully I can see him. And no, mate, I didn't see the one with Nick. Uh, what happened on it? Uh, we had a debate, him and Destiny, uh, on the Ukraine-Russia uh, conflict, and Nick kind of took the um, the Russia side, and Destiny took the, the Ukrainian side, and we had a we had a discussion here on the kill stream. That was what, uh, two weeks ago now? It wasn't that long ago. I think it was two weeks ago. Uh, it all runs together now. Uh, I've been all over the country uh, since then, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago. Pretty good show. Next stuff, I'll give it a go. Yeah. Have their opinions um, uh, stood still ever since, or? Uh, you know what? You know, I haven't. Uh, I know Destiny was still talking shit last weekend, uh, and got a big response when he started trashing Russia uh, there in Dallas because he was there with me in Dallas. Uh, and there was, yeah. I believe, there was a Russia chant that broke out at the event, uh, if I recall correctly, uh, which I didn't expect that to happen, but it did. Uh, also, if you guys want, I see some people on the Telegram. If you want to call in, uh, please do. I think you have to like raise your hand or whatever uh, on the telegram it's posted i'll post the link it works really well actually for call-ins let me see if i can find the link though t.me slash the ralph retort of course if you want to type it in yourself now uh before we hopefully get some calls uh what do you what do you got your eye on for for your next uh, go round? <laughs> well my next trip's gonna be uh my big trip and um my I can't say too much about it, but I post some hints on my Twitter, especially the embassy I went to, uh, which has some very funny spaghetti writing on, so you can probably guess the country. Uh, It's a country I've been to quite recently, too, uh, back in August. So, you know, if if that isn't setting off red flags uh, at the Fed Department, uh, go interview me before I fly, you know. (laughs) We'll see. Um, I've also got some things ready. So you see this water bottle. Uh, I've got some hidden money compartments inside. Nice. So I can hide this stuff inside. Good old US petrol dollar. Yeah, it's great. It doesn't go. It doesn't uh, show up on X-ray machines. I got this small watch with a hidden camera inside, so uh, I'm gonna get some good footage. That's the one thing about the Ukraine side. Um, every single Ukrainian soldier basically asked me to put my camera down and went through it and started deleting footage, which I was really pissed off about. But uh, this, I'm gonna get some excellent shots. I think. Um, I'm either going to be there for a month or maybe a lifetime, <laughs> but um, right now the country, they're taking hostages, um, even if they are legitimate tourists or business workers or something. So um, I might get two years worth of free accommodation, free media coverage, uh, you know, a nice tan um, and some stuff like that. And, you know, if I get out unscathed, I guess a best selling book. <laughs> um, but if not, you know, uh, you yeah. I, I die uh, doing something good. It will be revealed anyway if uh, if something goes wrong. Um, and I've got an editor now, so it's going to be quite epic. It's going to save quite a few lives quite directly. I'm not talking about driving people out of war zones. I'm talking about, uh, you know, saving people from execution. So, uh, yeah, rumors aside, I think it's going to be quite good. Now, and I think it's good. I think it's going to uh, piss off the media quite a bit, especially if I make it out. 
Now let me ask you this. Well, yeah, they might be happy if you don't make it out. Let's hope that the guy you do make it out. Um, now let me ask you this: What are some of the like gadgets that gadgets that you use that you can talk about? I mean, don't give everything away. Um, but uh, that like really are you know game changers or or must haves for you. Yeah, so I've got a GPS tracking device inside the sole of my shoe. Um, that's come in handy quite a bit, uh, just in case. Um, hopefully, because they're not nice shoes at the same time, so I don't think anyone from one of these countries going to see it and go, damn, I need that drip and take my shoes off me. Right. So that's good. You're anyway. not wearing the Jordans? Um, is that what you mean? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry, the Air Jordans. I don't know if that's a thing in the UK. They're, those, yeah, they still wear Air Jordans over there, right? Yeah, I think they do. Yeah, okay. I think they actually do. Um, mostly Nikes as well. Um, these these are just off-brand right. Chinese sweatshop shoes, <laughs> so lovely stuff. Uh, <laughs> they're cheap, I don't care. Um, I've also got a satellite device so I can send tweets from anywhere in the country, and anywhere in the world, actually, sorry, um, even Antarctica. So, you know, Explain that's how that works, because I'm actually interested in that, you know, satellite phones uh, and stuff like yeah. that's a thing that I always heard about uh, when I was a kid, and you would see, I don't know, one of these... Um um, naturalist guys or whatever, you know, Steve Irwin or somebody out in the in the woods or whatever, and they would have a satellite phone yeah. and stuff. So how does that work these days? Yeah, good. So there's like um like Elon Musk satellites. There's another satellite network called the Iridium network that was put over the late nineties. And with this network it means you can call from any location in the world. The only issue is sometimes the satellites might be at a weird angle when you call, so you can't have a mountain in the way. So if you go into a mountainous country, say Afghanistan, you're kind of screwed. Um but if you go into normal countries, most of the time you can just point it up wow. and you can just make a call. It's stupidly expensive. Um, so the satellite phones are roughly 500 to $1,000. And then just to activate it is another $50. And then, say, $100 a month just to have 60 minutes of talk time. Um, but it's excellent for emergencies. So I've got one over here. It's – well, actually, I do have it, yes. So it's just a Garmin inReach. This wow. was $250. It's dirt cheap. It's really small. You can send texts and tweets from it. The only thing you can't do is call, unfortunately. So, um, you know, if if I'm about to be executed, I'm going to ask my captors if I can just send a <laughs> funny tweet. Let me fire no, off what? one more tweet, baby. You go yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why not? Um, the only thing is it's not touchscreen and the app kind of sucks. So you've got these two buttons here to navigate through things. And if you thought texting on a flip phone sucks, imagine trying to do it with two buttons and clicking confirm and scrolling to the next yeah. letter and so on. It's a pain. So, you know, if you're getting shot at, you kind of have to really abbreviate. But, you know, I'm not going to die. Maybe keep that second line off the tweet. Yeah, like, all right, I guess yeah. I'll leave that off. Um, all right, now, what? any other gadgets? Like, what about drinking water? What about food? Like, what Like, what about stuff like that? How do you get by, or do you just wing it? Or, like, what's going on? So about two days before going on a big trip, I just gorge. I, I go <laughs> full feral and just eat as much food as I can. I basically... Um, I basically become Nick Avocado. <laughs> I love that guy. Um, I, I just fasten up because I know if I get to a new country and there's issues like with Ukraine, you couldn't find food in some areas um, you know, if you didn't over local areas. So 
you know, I just fasten up a little bit from as much as I can. And then I do lose some weight as I'm going on these trips. I kind of wing it. Um, the area I'm going to next, though, food's plentiful. Street food's great in most Central Asian or Middle Eastern nations. So easy stuff. I'll just have some Tic Tacs and some um, food in my pocket, you know, just like Mars bars and stuff. Should get me through. Other stuff I've got is this thing always comes in handy. Um, a travel adapter for any oh, single yeah, plug. For sure. Most people overlook it, but I had one person message me saying he just got to Ukraine. Um, he had a message me beforehand for any advice, but he said he just got to Ukraine and he realized he's got no plugs and he, he's asking where to get them and you can't buy them anywhere and no electronic stores are open. What so could... this guy was screwed with communication to send all information on his phone. Oh. That's tough, and you can't really bomb anywhere because they're used to people having them, right? And then it's the middle of a war zone, you know, wars going on too. So, uh, but yeah, yeah I, I actually found that out. I remember that the hard way. So whenever I go overseas, I bring the adapters. Because the first time I went to the UK, uh, I was like, oh, no big deal. But of course, there was no war going on, right? I was able to, yeah. <laughs> I was able to get the adapter. Uh, but well, that's why. Yeah. yeah but anyway. Well, there's no war in the UK, but there's certainly an invasion. Um, <laughs> Oh, there we go. And I've got tons of power banks. I think the one thing I'm addicted to is power banks at oh, this dude. point. I just, I collect them. It's amazing because, uh, you know, I need to play Clash Royale and Clash Clans when I'm in a war zone. It makes perfect sense. Um, this thing, too, this looks like it's, um, you know, one of those keys you use for your car. It's actually a satellite tracking device again. So, you know, if I get captured, they're going to take the Garmin. But this thing stays on me. And if you, if I press this three times in quick succession, um, SOS is sent out to all my contacts, and plus my location that's live for as long as the battery lasts. So, so you've thought this through, uh, like a couple fail safes. No. Like, <laughs> well, kind of at least. Now let me, uh, you know, how many times have you almost died? Oh, um, there was a few times in Birmingham and London, and then. Uh, Ukraine a few times as well. We got shells. So if I was in the next building, I'll be turned into pink mist. Um, then Afghanistan, you know, they pointed guns at me several times. And then the Taliban were questioning me several times. Um, I would say at least 10 times throughout the last six months of my travels. Now, what's it at like 10 times. 10 times in the last six months, you said? 10 months. Yeah, I get my hopes up, honestly. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, what's it like, though, the building next to you goes goes, you know, kabooey, uh, and you know that if you had just made one different step or if, the, if you'd have went over there with them, right, or, or you know what I mean? Like, it'd have been a different uh, situation. You'd be dead. Like, does it – I mean, I know it doesn't deter you, but, like, what what is the what is the thought when something like that happens? Well, at first I kind of think, well, what if I was there and what situation would put me in there? And, you know, it could be here anytime soon. Um, you know, what's his face? Is it just blind luck? Is it calculated? Is it a mixture? And then I just, I don't know, I become very cold about it. So I'm not very emotional when it happens. I just, I'm very calm. I'm actually more stressed sometimes if I'm walking into a shop and using the self-checkout where the staff actually thinks I'm a robber or something or uh, stealing the food. I get more stressed and more anxious than actually you know, getting shot at. Because getting shot at, you know, you know what's going on. It's it's plain and simple. It's very straightforward. At the same time, I, um, I see a lot of people, they, they panic, they sweat, they just get really emotional. 
and I can see where they come from, but for some reason it's just it doesn't affect me. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just faith. Maybe it's a mental disorder. Maybe it's just retardation. I honestly just I can pull it off. I don't know how. I think maybe I need the ECG one day, or something needs to be done with my brain. Um, it's it's probably something deep inside me, but I just don't get stressed in war zones. It's it's bizarre. Um, maybe I should join the army if I get past security clearance. <laughs> All right, we do have some callers here. Let's see if I can do that. Uh, let's see. Uh, allow to speak kiosk man can you hear me yeah i can i i just wanted to ask the guest um is he going to have like an increased amount of hit pieces and backlash against him in the local media and like what kind of interactions has he had with activist journalists since his trip and that's it Oh, yeah. So um, I've had a lot of interactions with journalists, hundreds, in fact. I got straight off to Afghanistan. I went on live TV, um, and there they were slating me. They were saying, oh, you're a terrible person. The British people have never explored before. They've never taken risks. How dare you? Um, you know, they, they've kind of lost their ways. It's all a whole liberal thing. You can go to war if you're a soldier or if you're a journalist, but not if you're just a normal person. Apparently, that's morally wrong. So... They expect me to crumble. All the um, all the press expect things to go horribly wrong, and you know, I'm just wandering into a slaughter. And somehow I come out unscathed, usually better off, and with a few friends and some excellent stories. And these are the stories the journalists always want themselves. So they get really pissed off. And half of them decide to work with me because either they like what I do because they they have a small side about themselves because they're complete psychopaths and they just manipulate <laughs> things. Or, yeah, or they just think, actually, this guy is somehow onto something. Uh, I guess we'll just ask him about it. And the rest just slate me so much. Um, they they, uh, they just despise what I do. They call me irresponsible. They try and call up soldiers who have been in previous war zones that I've been in and try and get them to comment on me. And as soon as they publish those comments... Um, other soldiers who have been in the same war zone obviously go, no, I like what Miles is doing. Even one of the people, the SAS, um, one of the SAS people that um, got me out of Afghanistan, regularly comments under journalists and say, actually, I was with Miles. I found what I did hilarious. Um, Screw you, you're a journalist. (laughs) By the way, sorry, uh, that thing popped up there. I got two different uh, TTSs. Uh, and one of them popped up there during the uh, tail end of that. Let me go back uh, and replay it. Also, I was reading about Ali Alexander. That's a separate topic that we may talk about uh, at a a certain point uh, after Lord Miles uh, leaves. Uh, That's I just saw New York Times. Allegedly, he's cooperating with January 6th um, Justice Department. I don't know the full details of that. That's a separate story, but somebody just sent me that as well, too. Go ahead. Lord Miles. I'm from England too. How do you see the future of our country going? I personally am very blackpilled. Don't see a lot of hope. We'll probably try to emigrate. What do you think? Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that you're in the UK, mate. Um, it's not my favorite Islamic nation, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's... I'm not going to lie, it is. I mean, if I go to Birmingham, I can't see British people most of the time. It's not the nicest, like, is it? There's a lot nicer ones, isn't it? Yeah. 
Exactly. Like when I was in Afghanistan, <laughs> if it kind of felt the same in some areas. I've got to admit, it was there was no difference. Uh, like I just see a wave of people that aren't speaking my language and aren't doing anything British, and I'm just like, wow, um, progress, lovely. I need to pay more taxes to these people. And then, um, then you see people. I grew up on benefits, by the way, so that's kind of welfare in the US. And I kind of see these lazy, um, you know single mother types people kind of just abusing the system of people that actually pay high taxes i think wow you know, economic prosperity it's going to go so well in the future and then i see britain once going from an empire and then losing to the us then going into mediocrity and going you know more and more unstable on the world stage getting a bit more progressive or basically generous turning away from god and becoming uh you know just a, a no, another cultural uh mush where it's where it's english uh history will be lost to uh you know immigration and pc culture and you know globalization um i don't, I don't like the uk i'm used to it and i you know, some areas are decent, obviously, um, but that means it's kind of less modern UK in that area. So I'm just going to move to Italy at some point if I can. Um, I would move anywhere. Like, honestly, I was considering moving to Afghanistan at some point. I even wrote to Kabul really? University asking if I could join. So I would prefer most nations, most remote areas anyway, over London, Birmingham, Sheffield, Loughborough. Um, mate, if I was you, just move. I can see why you blackpilled. <laughs> Now, I mean, is there any anything on the horizon? I mean, you know, we we have. To, I know somebody said they wanted me to bring Mark Collett on with you. Maybe we could do that one day. I know he's I over there. Him. You like Mark Collett? Okay, we'll we'll just set that up. That's a friend of mine, actually. Uh, he was giving me tips on a new baby uh, the other day because he he had <laughs> one recently, a couple of years ago too. So, um, but you know, he's over there doing his thing, um, patriotic alternative, some other stuff. Um, what is it? Is it worth it? Like, I mean, I don't know. It sounds like you said, "Fuck it." Right? Like, um, is there any hope though? Like, is there any silver lining or something to grab onto that maybe it could change or maybe things don't oh, keep you, going for off Ukraine the- or England? Well, I was talking about England, but. <laughs> 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 um, I, I think there's more hope for Ukraine than there is for England right now. Um, <laughs> Damn, you know, um, yeah, both countries are losing on their fronts anyway. Um, the population is declining. Um, it's a very dire situation. Honestly, I go into my university, uh, my local university around me, and I see people, you know, wearing uh, skirts that are way big, and they're falling over drunk in the middle of the streets. And uh, they just don't know what they want to do with their future. They're alcoholics. I've spoken to these people. Most of them are on antidepressants. They have huge mental health disorders, men and women too. Um, I've had to deal with loads of suicidal men, you know, very pathetic types um, that can't kind of just don't solve their own issues. And they have huge issues um, uh, beyond themselves. I've seen porn addicts. I've seen rapists on the university, um, lecturers too, um, porn generously, just all this other stuff that's really really bad and i think wow this is like a top five university so this is like the best of the best and these people are going to be you know raising the bar for the future of england um this country is screwed (laughs) um no hope um unless if uh you know the country collapses uh no hope i don't see it happening unless england becomes england again um but there's no english people so no (laughs) 
Now, let me see. Callers, I see some people in the in the um, Telegram. If they want to speak up, they can go ahead. I see Armalite said he's going to call in. You have to call in through the Telegram. It works great. Uh, I'm trying to get the callers used to that because I think that might be just what we transition to. We used to use Discord, and then they, um, well, they went through and, and banned me and everybody else I know. Uh, and I got a, I have another account, but it's like I don't even feel like wasting a lot of time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's an Oive situation. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay. This is the second or third time they banned me, too. It's like, okay. Man, do I really want to fucking go through and build all that shit up again? No is the answer. Uh, now, here goes a dollar over on Odyssey. He says, I call bullshit. That's a Tamagotchi. Oh, Tamagotchi. That's an old school. I don't even. Oh, I, I used to love Tamagotchis. I would always just I would always just um, take my friends and just you know, um, make sure not to feed it and yeah. just freak him out because he would die. You know, I think it would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, I having Tamagotchis when I was a kid, for sure. And that's when they first came out, uh, actually. That's how old of a fuck I am. Uh, Dizzy says, I moved from South Africa to the U.K. as a kid. Now Africa is moving to the U.K. Oh, and so is the Middle East. <laughs> uh, now, what do you think about... Uh, no, he's not wrong. Uh, what do you think? By the way, I'll give it. Uh, I'll ask this question while hopefully we get some... Oh, you know what? I won't. I'll cut it short because we got a caller right here. Uh, go ahead, caller. Caller, you son of a... Can you hear me? <sighs> yes, I can hear okay. you. Yeah, now you can See. hear me, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, Mr. Miles, how's it going, man? Hey, I jumped in kind of late. I'm watching the show. Rolf, I love what you do. I love Thank the you. show. Uh, <clears throat> I just have a question for you, man, because you're on the ground and you're out there, you know? Um, yeah. you're, you're in the mix. Uh... What do you think is going on, man? Because I'm sitting here reading the Stormer. I'm the only one out of all my friends and everybody that I know that thinks all this stuff that's coming out about Ukraine is nonsense. And uh, The Daily Wire, you said? Uh, Daily Wire, yeah, I like that. Go ahead, continue. Oh, (laughs) the Daily. (laughs) Yeah, the Wire, the Daily Uh, Wire. Yeah, so so I'm sitting here. I'm reading uh, my favorite, my favorite Chinese guy, Andre Wang Lin, yeah. and all his articles. And uh, I don't know, man. I'm the only one who who uh, who's, who's taking this position, and everybody else is against me. And I'm wondering what you think, man, because you're you're out there and you're in the field. So, like specifically, I was just reading this thing about the the Fox News reporter that uh, got yeah. his legs blown off. Right? You guys heard about that one? I did. Yeah, supposedly. Yeah. So, yeah, supposedly. Um, but they're, they're saying that it was actually the Russians and that if it were, uh, well, they're saying that it was actually the Ukrainians and that if it were the Russians, you know, we would never hear the end of it. But they, they deleted the tweet that he posted, uh, apparently, when, when he came to in the hospital. And uh, they're trying to, like, to you know, to hush up the event. So, I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I think yeah, you know, there's well, a bunch of stuff. There's there have been a bunch of hoaxes that came out with like the uh, the guys on the island, you know. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Ghost Saying, of uh, Eve. Yeah. yeah. Say, go go ahead. Let Laura Miles talk for a second. Then I'll let you get back in, call. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, Miles. Oh. Go ahead. 
Yeah, I know what you mean, though. Um, it's this whole thing where they're trying to reditize for war, and it's just heroic Ukraine, you know, just doing God's work and just uh, doing everything heroic 24-7, and they've never done anything wrong, which is not true, because there's loads of individuals in Ukraine who are terrible people that have done terrible things, like um, you know, purposefully or accidentally blowing up that Fox reporter's legs. Um, same with some other right. things, too. Like I was saying, they were calling up some uh, Russian wives off the soldiers' phones are basically mocking them over after their dead husband um, just came to light, that type of stuff. Um, there's a lot of disinformation coming on, and uh, most of the time, too, if something bad comes out about Ukraine, they'll just instantly say it's Russia, because war's messy, and there's no way to verify right. it. Um, and, of course, if they do verify it, if, say, Russia verifies it, they'll just say it's misinformation, and so on. Um but, you know, if, if Ukraine does a propaganda or misinformation, it's a completely different story, apparently. It's completely one-sided. I mean, if it was real journalism, they would be talking about it in third person and giving both sides equally, but that's not true, is it? Um, it they're trying to they're trying to popularise it. They're trying to make it into some sort of superhero movie. It's When, when I was there, I saw good stuff right. from Ukraine. And I heard some good stuff from Russians, but it's not total bloodshed 24-7 like the media says. I would just tone it out, to be honest. Well, I mean, you're the you're the key here, man. You're going you're gonna to go down there and figure out what's going on. And I, I'm looking forward to, to hearing your, uh, your experience. Uh, this is going to be awesome, dude. I'm rooting for you all the way. Thank you, man. Thank you. I think any just, war zone, any major war zone that happens in the future anyway, I want to be there because one, yeah. I can help some people there. Two, I can document the things for lovely people like the entire world anyway. Um, I can just see what's really going on and then not put the BS filter that the media puts on anyway. So if something actually does go down, I can verify it. It's like, um, do you remember that fake media story saying the Hello Games? Um, no, it was Hello Games, sorry. It was, um, it was one... It was a um, it was a video games producer. Their studio got bombed, apparently. But I went there. Um, yeah, it was um, it was something about a nuclear wasteland type game. If you've heard of it, do you guys oh, know about it? Oh, um, I remember you talked about it on Twitter. Yeah, you were yeah, talking about on Twitter it. too. Yeah, it was about yeah. Stalker. Well, I know I was yeah, actually was, watching a, a was, Seth Zimpak yeah. review of Stalker the other day, and I just saw that yeah. it takes place in Ukraine, yeah. and I thought that was funny. Yeah. The Stalker Studios got bombs, and then every other news article jumped upon it saying, yeah, it's been destroyed, bro. All the source code's just that's gone into nuts. mist again. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's like an hour away. I'll walk there. I walked there, I filmed it, and posted it on Twitter. And it was completely fine. There was no damage whatsoever. It was complete misinformation. And because no news article wanted to miss out on the story... And, of course, they wouldn't fly there to verify it. They just sourced the other articles and just created this huge web of lies when I was like, oh, look, it's fine. So, uh, you know, it's misinformation. They lie about the most trivial things, so you can't imagine what they lie about when it comes to important matters. So I wouldn't believe... The Bucha thing. The Bucha, yeah, yeah, you know... The Bucha thing. 
I'm glad you mentioned that real quick because they were trying to frame that as a Russian atrocity. And, again, I don't know what the Russians did or didn't do there. Maybe there were some things. Who knows? But all I know is there were for sure atrocities against the Russians. We watched the video yesterday, and they were executing people in the middle of the street. Uh, now, I realize those were soldiers, but they had their hands tied behind their back. This was definitely not, uh, you know, kosher, uh, to use a certain term, right? Uh, this was just uh, execution in the middle of the road. That's not how you're supposed to treat prisoners under the Geneva Convention. Uh, it's a Right. I don't yeah. usually adhere to the Geneva Convention. From, still, you know. from my understanding, uh, Russia pulled out of Bucha like weeks ago, and when they left, there were no bodies in the street. And now two weeks later, all of a sudden, there are a bunch of bodies, and uh, they're saying it's hoax, and they're saying it's a setup by Ukraine. And I'm inclined to believe it because the people that, that do this for a living, that investigate this stuff for a living, like like Nick, like uh, Mr. Lin, um, I believe them. I believe them. Yeah, thank you, sir. I appreciate you calling in, brother. Ralph, thank you. Uh, Mr. Miles, Lord, Lord Miles, thank you very much. Uh, you guys have a good night. All right. Shout out to all the groupers out there. Thank you, sir. All right. You guys yeah, have a good, good one. one. Be safe. This, be safe. Oh, this, be safe this weekend. Oh, oh he was trying. I couldn't tell when he was finally going to say goodbye. Um, now, um, and this one was so bad that even the Western media had to admit that the Ukrainians had done some dirt here, basically. And I think that's the first and only time so far that they have admitted uh, something like that. It was pretty hard not to admit it, though. Uh, let's see if we can let this guy talk. Uh, Ezto, go ahead, sir. Well, we'll wait a second because I know there's a little bit of a delay. Esto, can you hear me? Hmm. Mm, sir, hello, hello, hello. By the way, if there's other people in there who want to talk, talk now. Esto, I hear something. That sounded like something. Esto, are you there? Oh, I think he is now. It sounded like he is. Are you there, sir? Hello. Oh, wow. It's not working out. By the way, somebody else wants to talk. Get in there. Um, now, what's the... Oh, okay, this guy wants to talk. I was going to spitball a question. Go, go ahead, Doom. Are you there? No, no. Oh, no. No! What is hey, that? can you hear me? Yes! Hear me? Yes! yes! Hey. What's hey. up? What's up, guys? Lord Miles, man, you're, you're a fucking soldier. I love it. I love Thank your you, adventures there. It's like a, it's like reading a children's book, but the children's book is fucking bloody and, and you're in war zones <laughs> and shit. It's fucking awesome. The author's also a target. I gotta. <laughs> What'd you say? The oh, author's. Just let it go. Just let it go. It was, you had to be there. You had to be there. Go ahead, caller. Go ahead. Re watch loud. the replay. I was too loud. I didn't hear it. Um, I got a question. How do you keep yourself entertained when you're in these situations, man? Good you question. You podcast. You got books to read other than the Bible. You know, Staying alive is probably pretty you, good entertainment too. You but I mean, traveling, you're doing like 22 hour train rides and shit. Like how, how do you keep yourself entertained? Like I said, my phone's my life at this point. So if I just want to 
chill. I've got some music downloaded, of course. I've got some earphones, some backup earphones, just in case something fails on me. I've got all the power banks to keep my phone running. And I've got a memory stick that plugs into um, you know, a normal USB and also USB Type-C. So it scribbles around so you can plug into anything, really. And on there, I've got pretty much every TV show that I like downloaded. I've even got the original Ben 10 on there because I used to watch that as a kid and too fair, it is entertaining. So um, I constantly just watch stuff on there. And weirdly, in Ukraine, you can get decent 4G on the front lines. So I'm still like uh, watching you know, the kill stream or watching some live stream whilst you know, <laughs> bullets are flying over my head. Um, I'm always listening to Crazy. music too that kind of gets me hyped up or just, you know, makes me tired or whatever mood I want to be in, I can just put it through my phone at any point. Um, I would carry more books. The issue is they're really bulky and they get screwed up in my bag. So if I download an audio book, that will do me quite well. Um, mm. Sometimes, sometimes though, my phone runs out of battery. I can't charge it for a little bit and I need to divert power to my um to my uh, satellite, my satellite device, just in case. Um, so I've got, I've got a little bit. I've got a journal. I've just started. Um, haven't got much inside, but you know, I just keep a pen handy. And if I ever need to entertain myself, I'll do a little bit of doodling or write down my thoughts. Um, so you know, it, I can make myself very aristocratic um, and write down my feelings, like I'm some sort of white <laughs> woman who's just turned thirteen. You know, so it's great. <laughs> All right, Colin, what else you got? Yeah, if I can pry a little bit, what's uh, what's your top three TV shows that you got on your stick there? Ooh, I would say, I would say Killstream, Nick's videos, and mm, let's see. I'm not too sure on the third one. Mm, I would say uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, just it's a nice, easy classic to go to. Yeah. Um, just so really nice easy long, to consume, you know. I, mean, I find, yeah, I find with a lot of live streams too, I need to invest a lot of time to get into them, and which I love doing, but you know, it's really hard to do when you're on the move and stuff like that. But with, with some simple live streams and channels and everything, you could just put on in the background, and you can just let your brain turn to mush, and that's that's nice sometimes. Oh yeah, cool. All right, well, thanks for taking the call, and uh, I just got to give a good hearty laugh uh, about. Minko. Oh. I can't wait till we get into that segment. Oh my god. We'll talk hilarious. about that some more. We okay. talked about it a little bit earlier, but yeah, he had a he had a rough day. Uh thank uh, you. I might have missed it. I, I tuned in not nah, we'll cover it again. Don't worry. Uh thank you, sir. Okay. I, I appreciate it, man. All right, cheers, guys. Take care. Uh, now I saw somebody look like they were about to uh speak and then they left. I will say get in here now. If you all oh, look since I said that. Get in here now if you want to speak. To Lord Miles Rutledge, back here on the right, exactly back here on the kill stream. Ian Lopez, go ahead, sir. Sir, is it? It's not me, right? Oh, come on, Ian. Come on. Let's see it. I'm waiting. I think it should be. F I mean, some people's have worked fine, and some people's have not. Uh, unfortunately, well, yeah. I'll talk for a second and just hope Ian pops in here. Uh, yeah, it's quite delay. Yeah, that's that's what I'm wondering. Maybe it's just the delay. Now, let me. I don't remember if I asked you this last time or not. It seems like I might have. But what's the best thing that's happened to you 
If we could update it again, though, because it's been, a, you know, you've had a lot of shit well, happen. The best has happened to be. Yeah. And the worst, too, I but the best, the best first. As a whole, I would honestly say Afghanistan. That was the best thing that happened to me. Going to a fall of Kabul was, like, the perfect catalyst for starting off this whole thing. Because it was completely coincidental. I didn't plan it. I didn't think it was going to happen, but it just happened. And I was at the center of it. And, you know, as tragic as it is, it was amazing for me at some point. Um because it allows me to do this type of stuff now. Um, I planned, I planned it all, you know, nine months in advance too. Um, I had to change my flights um, once by three days. So I would have either missed the fall of Kabul and not be able to go or stroke of luck. I actually got in. Um, it was just, it was a huge coincidence. Um, improbable but i got into afghanistan at the right perfect time um we'll see if i can go back though um and i think the worst thing that ever happened to me mm. i know you're okay. but i've been uh, through uh oh wait wait hold so, on wait wait hold on Eden. Oh, yes. no no go ahead answer first and i'll let him back on. oh yes mm, i did say i had a break i think my first breakup was really hard on me but um you know she's gone fat now so no regrets anyway <laughs> <laughs> no regrets at all uh ian now go ahead we could hear you there for a second i hope i didn't mess that up uh, great uh apologies for that uh it's just a technical error on my end uh, anyway talked about your wikipedia page being deleted a few months back miles i believe that uh with the events that happened between august of the past year and the current year maybe it's time for the wikipedia page to be recreated Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. I had a wiki, I had a wiki page, and then you know, um, liberal wiki took it down because you can't document historical events if you if we don't like it, um, and then it just got dissolved for some reason. I, I, it would just happen overnight. I have no idea why, but I think it will be good to come back um, because now I've become established in some regard, and I think my next trip too will definitely put me in Wikipedia territory anyway. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, how do you think we can make that happen, mate? Oh, oh. <laughs> I cannot really say for now, but hopefully there'll be other editors who will pick up the tab. Or I mean, you should be on Wikipedia. Do they, I'm on there, and of course now they've turned mine into like a slander page, basically. But I mean, I do have my... Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I am up there. Uh, you would think yours would be... I mean, you've... I mean, I think you've had even more media than me by now. Uh, I want to see my early life section. I think that's really funny. Uh, <laughs> it's all right. going to be like, um, <laughs> oh, well, thank you guys and have, have a great day and thank, and congrats on your baby, Ralph. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Have a good weekend, man. Be safe. All right. Uh, go ahead. What were you saying? Yeah, I can imagine uh, the controversy section. It's going to be like ableism, racism, Islamophobia, <laughs> anti-Semitism, uh, you know, five different other things. Um, criticism of the EU, criticism of NATO, uh, criticism of the global elites, um, Ted K phase. <laughs> and he went on the kill stream. That's going to be on the Oh, my God. That's going to be the last one. I give the name its name. Oh, my God. All right, now let's see here. <laughs> Uh, there is a caller. They said bring him back in. I don't know if he's a bogus guy or what. Uh, Esto, can you hear me? I have a couple super chats too. One of them says stress that they need to. You need to tell them to. They have to unmute themselves, and that's tripping. Yeah, that's away. what I had to do. I didn't realize it's diff different than Discord. So yeah. apologies for that. Not to so hear me. 
That's okay, man. We, we hear you sound good, actually. Yeah, go ahead. Hey, so I just had a quick question. I recognized at the beginning of the show, um, Lord Miles, that you had said something similar to what I had thought, and I found that very interesting. I think what it was is you said that you could possibly see, like, more of the eastern side of Ukraine eventually um, passing over mm-hmm. to the Russians. I mean, if you look at Kyiv and then take that 200 miles southeast to where the main part of the river starts, do you kind of think you could see that southeastern region shift more towards Russia? And do you think that would be a positive thing? Mm. Depends on who, which side we're thinking about. It would be positive for Russians, let's say. Um, I can see it shifting because like, certain areas are being crept upon. Like, um, remember Donetsk areas? Um, mostly Russians were just kind of walking in and they were being supported. And, you know, um, then Russia took them over and so on. And that's what we're slowly trying to do with the Black Sea area so they can get sea access without issue. Um compared to, you know, Ukraine, that control was a huge area of it. So I can see that happening very slowly, but it does depend on how this war will go in the first few months anyway. I think I think Ukraine's going to be whittled away very slowly because Russia's a behemoth, and when they pull their stuff together and get logistics sorted, they're going to try and take as much of the yeast and much of the south as they can and then choke hold Kiev, um, because Belarus isn't, you know, during the war anytime soon, so they're not going to invade from the north like we planned to originally. Um, I can see the government falling a little bit back to Lviv potentially, but at the same time, you know, Ukraine's going to be um, the last bastion front for the whole NATO propagandist thing. Um, but we'll have to see anyway. I'm sure it's going to be full of surprises, and I'm sure um, things are going to happen overnight. So it'll be fun to see what happens anyway. Well, I was I was very interested in hearing that you had said that. It's something I had kind of like, um, you know, I had talked to others about this, and, you know, I kind of had the same, um, I guess you could say, same hypothesis that, you know, you could, you could easily see that, at least that southeastern region, uh, shifting dramatically. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure that out or a, or a war strategist or anything. And, um, yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. And on a second quick question, if I could add that in there, if I may, um, how do you feel about the whole, like, uh, with the whole COVID thing kind of dying off and going away? Did you see anybody out there with COVID? Did you, (laughs) did you get COVID while you were out there? Well, I didn't say you want the flu. No. So, uh, (laughs) you know, um, COVID, no one cares about it. Uh, no PCR tests whatsoever. Um, no issues. No one cares about it. No precautions taken. Because truthfully, it's not an issue. I, I can see why in the first two weeks, everyone was really scared of COVID because they didn't know what was going on. It makes sense, you know. Uh, they were being overly cautious. And then it just persisted. And it's been this long, drawn-out thing where they uh, they thought, you know, COVID's going to become the next killer, but it's never happened. And it just, the government's can't back down. And Ukraine is obviously put to one side because they just don't care about war at the moment and there's no reports of covid killing anyone there's no uh you know people coughing in the streets um even during winter time there's no covid whatsoever same if you go to most parts of africa or um eastern europe anyway uh, the whole of the uk has dropped all their mask mandates and covid mandates um 
So it's completely fine. Honestly, you can go there and just pretend COVID doesn't exist in the outside world and you wouldn't have any issues. It's great. Where are you from, mate? Do you have COVID in your area or? I'm I'm from the States, so it's like a funny thing. I'm in the Southern region, mm. so it's kind of funny. Mm. Everyone's saying how like, oh, it's pretty much over. It's time for COVID to go away and everything like that. And it, it should have never been the way it was. So it's just funny. And um, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I adhere to COVID restrictions. So it's over when you personally say it's over for yourself anyway. Hey, well, I just wanted to say, Lord Miles, it's been a pleasure for me to be in your grace this evening, and uh, I'm going to send out my prayers for you and uh, yeah, prayers for everyone. Prayers for the kill stream as well. Thank you. You guys have a wonderful evening. I appreciate that, and I'm glad you got Thank in, you, sir. Friend. Thank you. You have a good one. Have, good a, have a good weekend. Now, callers, I'm going to give you another chance. Uh, last call here. I'm not going to keep Lord Miles all night, uh, mostly because I kind of think I've got everything I want to get out there, too. I don't want to drag it too long. So, callers, if you want to get in there, you better get in there right fucking now. Excuse my language, uh, but get in there. Uh, now, let's see. There are a couple super chats, too. Let me undo this, and then we can hear it. Wally sent $3 if you enjoyed. I'm rushing off to war. Lord Miles will return in secret, Asian man. I apologize for nothing. Uh, <laughs> God of Conquest uh, 91 sent $3. Lord Miles, do you have any insider information on the royal family? Uh, also, did Meghan Markle try to bring down the royal family? Now, do you have a take on this? Because I... Okay. Go, go ahead. I have a personal theory that the Queen is just dead at this point. Like, <laughs> they, yeah, she's just dead, probably. I mean, um, you know, most people haven't seen her. Um, you know, there's, there's this news that she's not doing anything at the moment. Yeah. Um, you know, there's been a rumor that a Chinese factory got, I think it was 20,000 flags ordered saying the Queen from when she was born up until 2022, you know, showing that she's died. A mysterious order. Um I honestly think it's just happened at this point. I think I think the Queen said, and I think Meghan also did try to take down the royal family. Um, I think the royal family, deep down, is actually very based um, because they're you know they're basically old school with how they do things. So I kind of got to respect them to some degree. But then again, I've got to pay taxes to a random family for some reason. So same time, I don't know. Um, but I do think the whole Meghan thing did go down and. I just, I think it's kind of retarded the same way. Um, it's this stupid politics that tries to entertain the masses. And at the end of the day, I just, England's screwed anyway, so it doesn't matter what <laughs> the Queen does or doesn't do anyway. Like, she's gonna, she's not going to suddenly go, oh, wait a minute, the whole country's falling apart. Um, let me fix it, ban immigration and ban all this leftist stuff. Never going to happen. No. Um you know, it's just going to be small um, politics every once in a while. So just block it out, mate, and just focus on the big picture. And what? I mean, Harry is a huge cock, though, isn't he? Like, I mean, yeah, he cocked so badly. Oh, he used to have guns and used to enjoy doing things. And then he got a wife. I'm kind of scared of that happening to me one day. She's oh. going to be like, oh, you can't go to war zones. You can't. You can't commit war crimes. You can't. You got. <laughs> Be abide by the Geneva Convention, all this made up nonsense. Oh. I, didn't sign it. <laughs> I never signed the Geneva Convention. Yeah, exactly. No, it, it is crazy though, because he used to be like 
what was he? I think a helicopter pilot or something like that. And like he was out there doing, like, oh no, Prince Harry, you shouldn't be out here. Like that's how they try to portray him in the press. Anyway, uh, I don't know how much of that was true. And he goes from that to, oh yes, please, uh, whatever you say, Megan. Uh, so much so that he basically gave up being a prince. Yeah, he's a multi-millionaire that can basically do anything in the world. And he should. He can go off to extreme stuff. He's a man, of course. He he has a means to do all these cool things, but he doesn't. He's been domesticated, cooked, which is basically modern society for most people anyway. I mean, I understand there's some compromise when you get into a relationship, but bloody hell, you know, he's being put on a leash like a dog or something. It's kind of sad. It's emasculating. Um, you know, I don't see men controlling women. And then um, everyone encouraging the man to control her. You know, if it was the other way around, um, they'll be seen as a complete bitch. Well, if it's the other way around, they would be calling for a fucking investigation into him for domestic violence. You know what I mean? Like that's it. <laughs> right? Like I mean, it's almost like he can't even. It's pretty bad. Um, again, I do. I followed that a little bit. Uh, I'm trying to think of another uh, British question, but I mean, it's pretty much in the shitter, uh, like you said. So I mean, I don't really. You know, I, I haven't noticed. I remember. I remember I was 12 years old. I went to this. We have grammar schools. It's basically like a private school that you do an entrance yeah. exam for to get into. I went to one, and it was in Birmingham, which is the second biggest city in the UK. And I crap you not, out of, I think it was 12,000, no, sorry, 1,200 people in that school, I only saw three white people. All the rest were just uh, Asian uh, you know, like Indian, um, Mexicans, and uh, Pakistanis, and black people. Never, no, free British people. It's not going to get better, I don't think. I don't think the trend's going to gonna reverse there. It's probably only going to get worse. Um, you said yeah, immigrate. I, I mean, it's pretty sad when, you know, I have noticed that uh, some of your comments, uh, and I think some people take them as jokes. I mean, you are kind of joking a little bit, but not really. Uh, you know, when we sit here and talk, right? Like, we sit here and talk to you, like, no, I, I would actually rather live in Afghanistan. Yeah, I'm, I'm holding back right now. You know, it's yeah, quite yeah. what I mean, um, it's like the whole idea of diversity. It doesn't make sense. Um, because they say, you know, oh, it does depend on the uh, population ratio of each, uh, you know, color or something like that. But if you look at the whole global world population, you know, white people are the minority. Uh, so I don't understand, you know, why can't it be, why shouldn't it be the other way around? Um, why does England and America too have to be a social experiment for mass immigration when every other Asian nation, such as South Korea, China, Japan, which are pro spring by the way for some reason um they're having none of it so why do we have to do it when it's massively unpopular in western world by normal people well it would be unpopular and it is in japan <laughs> these other countries exactly. too right <laughs> yeah, the japanese turn imperialist yeah. the other day afterwards yeah they're just like no this is not we sorry we can't let this happen all due all due respect you know, we have to keep J uh, Japan Japanese and Israel for the Israelis. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Yeah. Sorry. 
right, now, uh, callers, I think I think that's about it. Let me let you plug your stuff here. Uh, we'll get you back on down the line, too, of course. Uh, one of our favorite guests, new guests here uh, on the Kill Stream. Uh, very kind words. Thank you for the kind words, as always, about our show. And I'm, I'm just fascinated by your life. Uh, I think that, that I hope that comes across, at least, uh, here on air. And just uh, There's not many people... Any really that we've talked to quite like you, uh, who'll just fly off into these war zones, uh, who'll just go do whatever. I like you because you do whatever the fuck you want, uh, honestly. And uh, I, I, when I see that in somebody else, I respect it, and it just it oozes from you. You know what I mean? Like you, you can just tell this guy does whatever yeah, he wants. Thank you too, good yeah. man. <laughs> thank you, I appreciate that. Now go ahead, tell him. Thank you. Ethan knows where I'm going next, by the way. So uh, when that comes out, I'll come back on and we can talk you through because I've let him in on the plan. He's helped me out a lot with the logistics and talking things through and just ideas. So, you know, uh, when I pull it off, it, hopefully I do. Uh, thank you, Ethan, for that. And, uh, you know, just go on uh, Lord Miles on Twitter. You can see my shit post before I get banned, probably by, uh, <laughs> you know, probably by tomorrow or next year. Who knows? Yeah, my comments get riskier and riskier every single day in the Twitter comments section. I was going to ask you, have you had any problems with that so far? Have you caught any enforcement? I've had, okay. I've had no reports. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's bizarre. I don't know why. I think I got told by a friend who works in intelligence that sometimes they can actually request that Twitter and other accounts prop up an account and won't get banned just so they can see what yeah. they're doing if they're updating regularly, which I hope they're doing with me, <laughs> which is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I think I'll be interviewed again at the airport on my next trip uh, because, you know, I've hinted pretty obviously and... I, I, the mm. feds admitted they actually follow my Twitter account, which I think is hilarious. Um, if people don't know, when I was air, interviewed at airport security whilst going to South Sudan, they said, oh, we've been following your online so social media activity and saw what you were posting. Uh, gave us some alarm. I'm like, okay, wow. <laughs> They're watching your shit. And, you know, it's funny. I don't know if people caught this earlier, but when you were talking about when they mistook you for a spy and they looked at your passport, what he meant was... It had been stamped South Sudan. It had been stamped, like mine says, you know, UK, Portugal, or whatever. This says South Sudan, Afghanistan, probably back to the UK, all this shit. So they're like, what the fuck? Like, this guy's obviously a spook. Yeah. Um, you're not a spook, oh, yeah, though. Or are you? I got, I, don't questions, know. I got questions for an hour. Honestly, <laughs> I I kind of, I've got to admit, if I got offered to be a spy, I would take up. Oh, I, what? I would do it. I don't care. I would infiltrate communities and just I, I would get paid and then I would set up my own communities with the skills I learned off the of feds to make them impenetrable from the feds I would I'd be a triple agent I would bounce off back and forth until I get assassinated I think it would be fun I would just gaslight um, people constantly. It'll you just be, made me amazing. think of a Charlize Theron movie called Atomic Blonde, which I thought was going to suck, but I watched it. Uh, and you mentioned triple agents. I, I won't give away the whole plot, but maybe some triple agents, uh, triple agency going on uh, in that movie. It made me think about that. Yeah, check that out. I think I'm looking at it now, and... Damn, she is blonde. I'm, I guess I have to have a watch. For the plot anyway, of course. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a bunch Sounds of... Good. It's fun. It's a fun watch. Like, I hope this was tonight. Lord Miles Rutledge, thank you, sir, for coming back thank on the you, kill man. stream. Uh, and we'll talk again soon, man. Thank you for having me on, and I'll speak to you later, mate. And uh, good luck with the kid. Thank you so much. I'll need it. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye-bye. You have a good one. Lord Miles Rutledge. The young king here on the kill stream. That guy is so cool.
I have to say, where is the image there? There we go. He really is cool. I really like that guy a lot. He's so nice to me always, too. Of course, that makes me like him even more, but I like them already. Exia sent $3, three Schaefer red flags. One, Christian who can't stop talking about dirty sex, two, said he could shoot you and get away he with it because you threatened he him. He wanted to kill me. Three, admitted he has no control over the your hair show. Elijah Schaefer wanted to kill me. He literally said he could have shot me for walking up on him at the blaze. Uh, actually he would still be in jail if he had shot me at the blaze and probably would never get out of jail for like 20 years. Uh, that's like a ludicrous thought that he could have just shot me for walking up on him at the blaze. No, you couldn't pussy. And I dare you to pull out a gun on me, bitch. Oh, I have to be. Now <laughs> I'll measure my words here. Uh, but by God, I bet you won't, motherfucker. <clears throat> Pull a gun on me, you little pussy bitch. The fuck you're talking about? I could have pulled a gun on you. Oh, okay. Kioskman sent $3. Ralph, you got a stress to the Telegram callers that they need to unmute themselves when you bring them into the call. That trips people up. Yeah, I didn't notice that until after you said it. What is his what is his deal? Was that Blaze Studios? I was already broadcasting live when he pulled up. Okay, you could say trespass. You can't just shoot somebody. Fuck off, idiot. God of Conquest ninety one ah. sent three dollars. Lord Miles needs to marry a cute princess and become king of England. Shoot me for what? Dude's a complete might be well, I don't know, him and Flamenco neck and neck. Almost hate me. Anonymous sent $3. You bought yourself the bowling trophy, lol. I didn't buy the trophy, actually. I didn't even know the trophy was getting made. The alley bought the trophy. I did win the trophy, though, for myself. Uh, but no, I didn't pay for that. I know that that's the fake news fiction that you have, your headcanon, that you really want that to be true. But no, actually, I didn't pay for that trophy. I didn't pay one dime for it. Uh, and actually came out way ahead on the event itself. So it was a ravaging, raging success, actually. So, I mean, I know you wish it was another way, but it's this way. So I'm sorry for you. I'm sure that, like, makes your head hurt and you're just about to have a conniption or, or whatever. But, uh, but now the event went really well. It was crazy. I know it'll be a little smoother next year, but I was very happy with the Killstream Kingpin Invitational. The only thing next year is we'll do it in May, for one, because uh, uh, it'll be right around my daughter's birthday if we don't. And for two, I want it to be a little bit uh, later in the year. Yes, my team won the bowling tourney. I actually had the, the lowest score on the team, but... Unconventional okay. wisdom sent three dollars. All innocent growers on will know the taste of come from black dicks. I don't know what that's, why that's said or where that's coming from. But that was a strange. Thank you for the super chat though. Uh, but no, I don't know. I even said I didn't even know a trophy was getting made until last, like right before the tournament. They sent me a like a text message, and I was like, oh, what? trophy uh so then when i got there i posed uh for a picture and stuff but no i did not pay for the trophy 
I know that that's not what you want to hear. And I don't even know if your psychotic mind will allow you to believe it. But no, I did not. Did not pay for the trophy. But it's still here in Killstream Studios. The Kingpin Trophy. It looks good. It looks really good here, actually. It takes up a good amount of space. But I don't really have anything over here anyway. Anonymous sent $3, dude. Your team had no real competition. Oh, so now which is it? So it went from he bought the trophy, okay, I didn't buy the trophy, to you had no real competition. I think there was like six teams against us or something like that. Now, it is true if we'd have started at the beginning of the evening, we probably would have had more like ten teams. So hidden in your fucking lie is a little bit of truth in that I wish I would have started the bowling right away. I do have to admit that. I wish I would have started the bowling right away. But, no, we actually did compete. I did stack my team where I knew it would be good. But, I mean, you know. So what? I won fair and square. Fair and square. I have to take it from me next year. But you'll never take the inaugural championship trophy. They're just Flamenco fans? Yeah, probably. Their homie got outed as a man today, so. I could tell Lord Miles looked like he wanted to laugh about that. I almost brought it up and let him rag on Flamenco, but I was like, ah, I don't want to drag him into it. It looked like he knew what I was talking about, though, didn't it? Did you see him start laughing? Did you see him start laughing when uh, when the Fist Miko shit came up? I almost, I almost teed him something up because it looked like he knew. It looked like he knew what I was talking about, but I was like, ah, I don't want to get him involved. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. Let's just leave it. What happened with Flamingo? He got outed as a guy who wants to get fucked up the ass. And, uh, which is not good. Yeah, he knew Paw Sticker. He knew for sure. I almost, then I was like, oh, it's not polite. Let's not get the guests mixed up in it. But yeah, he knew. Uh, he got outed as a viewer of Tranny Porn, uh, Lollycon, Shotacon. Um, there is, let's see, a plot concerns a male to female transgender who was raised as a girl, wears dresses, etc., takes it up the ass. Uh, he had an ad for, he was searching for slaves allegedly, but in his ad, it's basically just him trying to be a slave. All this was discovered today. Uh, and it came out because, well, during the Kingpin Invitational, he showed my phone number on screen, and they were calling me and doing a bunch of shit. And when he did that, he also, I guess he wasn't paying attention, and went to, I guess it's uh, Tetch, Tetch.io or something. Some game online. I've never played it, but... Um, an autocomplete showed his actual email and then people took that email, reversed engineered it basically and found all of his, um, porn accounts and, uh, his sick shit. So that's what came out today that he wanted. And he also, uh, I don't know if we showed this. I know we did at one point. Where is it? Where is it? Ah, fuck. I'll have to pull it up over here. Uh, one of his favorites from, uh, from Pornhub, Fendom Pegging. 
is what Flamenco likes. And if you don't know what that is, which I didn't until I Googled it earlier, it uh, it has to do with a female fucking the male up the ass. And, uh, again, the hentai that he had saved and favorited, um, it was a teenage boy who had been raised as a girl, still had his penis, uh, and was being like uh, annually raped and taken advantage of by uh, some female figures. I don't know if males got involved at some point because I didn't want to read any further. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of the the short explainer there. And then his explanation was this, and we talked about this at the top of the show. But his ex, by the way, I called him out for being gay months ago. This is me from Atlantic City. I'm in Atlantic City fucking with my woman, pregnant at the time she was. I sit there, I see this flamenco fever slot machine. And <sighs> must be a lady boy was my first thought if it's a flamenco. It must be a lady boy. People thought I was bullshitting. I wasn't bullshitting. Dude, this guy's $10 gay. Just to share the laughs. Dude, I don't bullshit. Maybe they should try it. It really helps. Your coach says they're on the exact same weightlifting routine as you, but he said you bench press four and a half times more weight than the second strongest athlete. Do you have any idea why that is? Well, I just don't identify the weights as very heavy. It's pretty simple. It feels so good to come away with a championship, and I want to congratulate second place for being within nine minutes of me, and I want to thank my sponsors for always having my back, manscaping, on, uh, on, and alpha jock straps. Now that I'm the top female swimmer, what's next for Alpha jock straps. I'm surprised this hadn't got struck down on YouTube, actually. This is my proudest moment. I've been dreaming of becoming the top female swimmer for one year. But getting here wasn't easy. I first learned how to swim when I was seven years old at Boy Scout camp. What might surprise you is... I was actually a really slow swimmer at first and stayed a really slow swimmer through the first couple years of my collegiate career. Then I turned 23 and all of a sudden I'm the best swimmer in the women's division. And I can't track exactly what changed. I guess I'm just a late bloomer. Because swimming's been such a big part of my life for so long, it's where my happiness comes from. You can't have happiness without penis. <laughs> hmm. Wait, 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 I don't think that's... I'm not sure that's the spelling. I've never noticed that before. With being the best at something... This, this looks like who Flamenco wants to fuck him up the ass, I think. Always get haters. Like, I don't understand what this controversy is all about. I guess people just don't like it when they see a woman succeeding. I compete in three different strokes. Freestyle, the butterfly, and the backstroke. You gotta be in the pool for hours each day. That's the only way to become the best. I guess I must have drank a lot of water on that lap. Yeah, it's not all easy. Some of the other ladies don't feel comfortable being in the same locker room as me. I'm appalled. I, I just don't understand why. Like, is this because I identify as black? These racist women around here. Or maybe they're just intimidated by my sensual femininity. I, think that's I mean, you know how girls can be. Jealous. 
Swimming brings out the divine goddess in me. Hey, get out of the pool. That's for ladies only. Some of my competitors <laughs> are angry that I tested positive for having XY chromosomes, and I don't know how they got there. Might have had like a tainted supplement or something. But really, I think my competitors are just sore losers. Like, hey, ladies, I beat you by 11 minutes fair and square, so get over it. To me, swimming is really an art form. An art form that requires a lot of upper body strength. Like, the more of it you have, the more of an advantage you have. Women can most certainly get other women pregnant. I've done it. What do you have to say about your teammates wanting you off the team? Yeah, my sore loser teammates, maybe they should get in the pool and train more. The reason why I win all the time is because I'm more dedicated to my training. We talked to your coach and he said that your teammates spend the exact same amount of time training in the pool as you. Well, I work out with weights too. Maybe they should try it, it really helps. Your coach says they're on the exact same weightlifting routine as you, but he said you bench press four and a half times more weight than the second strongest athlete. Do you have any idea why that is? Well, I just don't identify the weights as very heavy. It's pretty simple. It feels so good to come away with a championship, and I want to congratulate second place for being within oh, yeah. nine minutes this of is me. This the part we saw I heard earlier. I gotta skip it. It's kind of like if you've ever seen an injured deer on the side of the road that's just been hit by a car, and your heart just wants to help this wounded animal. Well. I'm the one that hit the deer. What's up, my freedom-loving friend? I want to thank the sponsor of today's video. There we go. Thank the sponsor. I'll have to move on. That was uh, Awaken with JP, by the way. Hello, wife. I'm home. Welcome home, husband. I just finished making dinner. Ah, what'd you make? Swanson South Bay Steak TV dinners for the whole family. Ooh, it looks delicious. What's Grandpa doing? He's just watching the news. What the? Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. We've got news for you this evening. Joe Biden, the president, has announced another piece of his highly promoted equity agenda. Joe Biden's latest idea is to pay black people to smoke more crack. What? These are pictures of a fake White House set that the Biden administration has for some reason constructed across the street from the actual White House. The reason he does this is because it allows him to read a script directly from a face-on monitor and without teleprompter glass that could be seen. I haven't seen. I remember these guys. This guy was funny at first. The last one I saw, I didn't like, but we'll see if this one's good. Camera. Now, we can't verify that that's true, but it certainly sounds right. It, it does sound right. right. The DOJ can tell you precisely how many Qurans were burned last year, but they don't keep track of Christmas trees. Why is that? Well, because they could care less. That's why. Our By the way, they make Tugger look way fatter than he actually is. Consistently ignore the persecution of Christians around the world. When U.S. policy contributes to that persecution, and it does, they say nothing about it. It does sound right. Everyone who actually lives in this country knows exactly what's going on around. Our streets are dangerous, much more dangerous than they've been in a long time, decades. There are a lot of reasons for that, but one reason is our cities are overrun with mentally unstable vagrants who are living on the sidewalk. Now, for a long time, we've called these people homeless. But let's talk about homeless is a political term which is intentionally devised to mislead you. A lot of them could be standing in 
They don't want to because they're addicted to drugs. <laughs> not drugs. Well, what we're watching is the destruction of the U.S. military, and what we're going to end up seeing, Tucker, is thousands, tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of Americans die. That's those are the stakes of the game we're playing. Here. We don't need a military that's woman-friendly. We don't need a military that's gay-friendly. With all due respect to the Air Force, we need a military that's. <laughs> With all due respect to the Air Force, are you kidding me? That's a real line from Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> With all due respect for the, that sounds like a fucking Navy guy, Army guy, just taking Jesse Kelly, just taking the piss out of the Air Force. Is he even from the Army? Or is he just shitting on the Air Force for fun? Here. We don't need a military that's woman-friendly. We don't need a military that's gay-friendly. That sound with respect right. to the Air Force. We need a military that's flat-out hostile. We need a military we full need... of type A men who want to sit on a... <laughs> we need a military that's flat-out hostile. We need a military that's flat out hostile. We need a military full of type A men who want to sit on a throne of Chinese skulls. We, we, we can't even get women off of naval vessels. That should be step one, but most of them are already pregnant anyway. So true. Dear Scott Perry, native born Americans like you are no more American and no less American than an immigrant like me. Good point. We agree with that. And then he said this, and with every passing year, there will be more people who look like me in the United States. You can't stop it. So take your racist replacement theory and shove it. In other words, you're being replaced and there's nothing you can do about it. So shut up. <laughs> Luckily, with people like Ted Lieu in charge, you're not going to get a lot done. That's a moron. <laughs> <laughs> These people seek absolute sameness, total uniformity. You're happy with your corner coffee shop. They want to make nothing beats the Alex Jones ones though that he did the, the very first one. I think I saw from him. Bring Starbucks every day from now until forever, no matter how it tastes. That's the future they promise. What the? Science shows there's no reason for you to be wearing it. Your mask is making me uncomfortable. Of course, masks work. Everyone knows that. Dozens of research papers have proved it. What the fuck? To brush them back and restore the society we were born in. In other words, diversity isn't our strength. Unity is our strength. Bet you didn't think M&Ms were pushing intolerance. They were. They've changed. You're seeing the changes right now on your screen. The green M&M, you will notice, is no longer wearing sexy boots. Now she's wearing sensible sneakers. M&Ms will not be satisfied until every last cartoon White rage, so this is? Yeah, I guess so. Is deeply unappealing and totally androgynous. Until the moment you wouldn't want to have a drink with any one of them. That's the goal. When you're totally <laughs> turned off, we've achieved equity. They've won. <laughs> Why doesn't the bitch have arms coming out of her back, too, though? That's what I don't understand. All right, there we go. Flamenco had an excuse for the pegging porn, for the lollycon, for the shotacon, for wanting to get fucked up the ass. Flamenco had an excuse. Augie and DMs, he said, uh, are you gay? Because, uh... Well, some of this material 
Highly homosexual, Flamenco. Are you gay? This is his friend, by the way. That's the wrong one. That one. This is his friend, by the way. Keep that in mind. This is actually a screen. This is not a bogus. I didn't forge this. This is really Flamenco. I don't know if you understand or not. This was not me. Oh, uh, making a joke. Did some people think I was joking? Yeah, this is real. Flamingo said this. It means, Kazagi said, does it mean you're gay? Anonymous sent $3 with pegging it's not a real dick. Plus, you're with a female. All right, Flamingo. Now, <laughs> okay. True, where do you, you think that, you think he stopped there? I don't think he stopped there. I think that that's just the tip of the iceberg, so to speak. <clears throat> what about him talking about wearing dresses? What about him talking about boy pussy when he was going on vacation last year? Who has that screenshot? Gator actually sent that to me to fucking use against Flamenco months and months ago. And I didn't save it because, like, I just don't. I'm just like, okay, whatever. I think I might have tweeted about it, but I don't remember. It was on one of his old Twitter accounts. And Flamenco was joking, quote-unquote, about bussy. B-U-S-S-Y. Boy pussy is what he was joking about. Joking, quote-unquote. You never heard me joke about it. Sick fuck. He said this. This is what uh, sent him awry, sent him off off the rails. He says, it doesn't mean I'm gay. It means I had dated an older woman... When I was 19, that was into kinky shit. Does that sound likely, ladies and gentlemen? Have you ever known Flamingo to even... You would even think he would be within a 20-mile radius of any kind of pussy. I mean, this is... Nobody believes that, right? Nobody believes this, right? I can't. Surely they don't. I can't. And again, I haven't heard all of his bullshit yet, and I'll probably go over that after my own show. Maybe do a little weekend coverage. I don't know. Maybe we'll do a special late night show or something. But this guy's queer as a $3 bill, and I wasn't joking when I said that for all those months. I was not joking at all. I knew it, and anybody with a brain knows it. Ugh. His girlfriend, just like Gator's Puerto Rican girlfriend, just led him astray. He still owes owes his audience, quote-unquote, a stream of him in a dress. He gave that goal to himself. Do you understand? His goal for 10,000 subscribers on YouTube was Flamico in a dress stream. It was his idea. Are, are, is it starting to make sense now, or does it seem like I'm having to like do much to just duh, 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 write down the record why this guy's a huge homo? Like, I mean, it's not even. A, you don't have to fictionalize or stretch. The guy's talking about bussy on his vacation. The guy is watching the sickest shit imaginable. The guy, it's just like, and he said his, 
His MILF girlfriend got him into it. He dated an older woman. Flam will be on HRT within, eight, what, six months? Well, it said eight at first. I'll take the eight. The guy wants to get fucked up the ass. Feminine, feminization. That was one of his favorite fetishes. Like, it's all right there. Zimmer Brain says, Lamiko's literally the ha-ha, what if I sucked your cock, no homo, ha-ha meme. Uh, I'm wondering what Gator, what kind of shit he's got. Oh, my God, there's no telling. This guy's closet is just... Oh, it's got to be insane. It's got to... Oh, my God. Anonymous sent $3. If you would do anal with your GF, you have no right to scruntize, Bussy. Scruntize? I think he means scrutinize. Uh, And no, I don't think that those two are equivalent at all, actually. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. You're saying if you would fuck your girlfriend in the ass, you have no right to criticize fucking a dude in the ass? Is that what you're talking about? Is that what you're saying? Because I'm I'm saying that that doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, those are two different things, I'm afraid. Who Does anybody subscribe to that? What, chat, what, where is that coming from? What part of the game is that? Because I have not, uh, I've not been made aware of that part of the game. Yeah, I see stacks. Stacks of sticks in the chat. <laughs> no. Anonymous sent $3, yes, dude, just like head is head. No, Flamenco. This is not, this is not how it goes. Man, I wish I had that screen cap of the bussy tweet. Man, Gator's the one who sent that to me, too. That's what's so funny. Oh, man. I don't think I have it, though. It was an archive, too. Gator has it somewhere. He's one of these nerds. He, like, sits there and fucking... He's the one with folders on everybody, like archived and everything. Fist Minko. Yeah, fisting was another one of his things. Uh, oh, now he says he does, doesn't remember it? Is that really what he's saying? Dude. I heard it's not going well for him. Breaking admission from Flamenco. Oh, no. Let's see. Oh, man, I see somebody had a question for Lord Moss. I meant call in. Flamenco admitted he was gay on a drunk stream that he deleted back in January. I thought it was a joke at time, but I don't know. So, Flamenco, why are you gay? Uh, because I like cock, you know? Can't get enough of it. I can't get enough of penis, you know? It's an addiction, honestly. I mean, that didn't really sound like a joke to me at all, Zweeble. <laughs> Can we hear that again? That sounded really bad. That's not edited. No, no. Is this breaking news? Is this damning evidence here on the kill stream? So, Flamenco, why are you gay? Uh, because I like cock, you know? Can't get enough of it. I can't get enough of penis, you know? It's an addiction, honestly. 
an addiction, he says. Now, how many of you have said that as a as a joke? <laughs> I never have. I've never went there for comedy's sake or any other sake, to be clear. So, Flamenco, why are you gay? Uh, because I like cock, you know? He's just playing. He's just joking around. Can't get enough of it. I can't get enough of penis, you know? Can't get enough of it, he says. I wonder. I don't think I can just upload this straight to Telegram because, I mean, to Twitter because it's uh, audio, right? Fuck. You know what? I might... uh, Maybe we'll clip this out for later. Somebody clip this out and tag me on Twitter with this part of the stream or else I'll put, uh, I'll clip it out later or else I'll make a little video out of this. I mean, to me, this is pretty much open and shut. I mean, how many ways can we prove this guy's gay? Why does he just say he's gay? It's an addiction, honestly. Starting to think there's a gay mafia coming after all. Well, you're not the only one who's thought that. Inko, why are you gay? Uh, Because I like cock, you know? Can't get enough of it. I can't get enough of penis, you know? It's an addiction, honestly. So for me, an addiction. Oh, wow. I just saw. Here's a couple bucks for the great shows this week. And congratulations you. on Rosanna. You're blessed. Also, what do you know about nudie suits? They're very expensive, but you definitely need one. What do I need? A nudie suit. Is that for the baby? I don't know what a nudie suit is. Uh, <coughs> sounds like something flamenco. What was it? Oh wait, I know. Oh wait, I have seen these actually. I didn't know they were called that though. Yeah, that style of jacket. I've seen those kinds of jackets actually. There's Post Malone in one. They probably cost a lot. Yeah, I see them now, though. I've seen those before. I didn't know they were called that, though. Weird name, but they're cool. Yeah, I know what they're going. I know what. Uh, I know what they are now. I've seen them. Ralph outed Schaefer and Nico in a week. Well, I mean, I'm starting. I guess I'm starting to get a reputation for that. I wasn't even really. I mean. <laughs> Like, that wasn't really the plan, but, uh, you know, it's just how it so happened, I guess. Oh, boy. Does anybody want to call in on this? We could take calls on this, too. We still have the telegram open. <laughs> I'm getting quite the rep. Mamiko's a homo, yeah. <clears throat> What's my favorite type of cigar? I like... uh. Liga Pravada number nine, but it's double Corona. It does take a while to smoke. Uh, my father's got some good cigars. The Padron that I smoked earlier was really good. I'm going to have to not smoke as much weed this weekend, though. Jacuzzi sent $10. There's a whole lot of Coke in the air at the casino. Oh. R.I.P. Flamenco. Oh, no. Not the Coke Casino. 
Oh, we just had a cozy show. Laura Miles. We're just sitting here laughing. That guy added to the playlist. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. That's probably what Flamingo would like to rest in piss. I don't know if we should. Uh, I don't know if we should play into his games here. I think that's something he might get a kick out of. Sounds like something he may enjoy, ladies and gentlemen. Rest in peace. What's going on with the war, Ukraine? The fuck? What's happening there? Oh no. Oh, Telegram fucked up. No, I thought it was OBS for a sec. Holy shit. Thank God it wasn't. <sighs> that happened last night. Mm, let's see. They keep talking about the train station attack. Train station attack. Uh, Russian forces attacking food supply. Man, why is all these videos old? What the fuck? I want some new shit. We watched Peskov last night. That was pretty cool, watching that interview with the ambassador. I enjoyed that. He's saying he was hacked? Are you kidding? Oh, no. Uh, I mean, you can be hacked, but uh, in this case, I don't think so. Now Russian soldiers are attacking supply. Damn, make it looking older right here. As old as I've seen her look. Lines and stealing food from civilians. Uh, you know what this made me think of, though? The only thing that really matters. Truly. Where's the video? This is an urgent message to all Americans. The Jews in Ukraine need our help now. All right, now let's hear. Let's hear what's going on. Near her apartment, Nina Tarasova leads us to three shallow graves. Neighbors lost. One of them was just 30 years old. Russian troops ravaged her neighborhood outside Kiev for more than a month. How hard has this been? It was cold, she says, and we had no food. In another song. Oh, did he tag Lord Moss with it? Oh, man, I see somebody had a question for Lord Moss. I'm going to call in. Oh, wait, it's this one. Flamenco admitted he was gay on a drunk stream that he deleted back in January. I thought it was a joke at time, but I don't know. So, Flamenco, why are you gay? Uh, so you take. I mean, you didn't have to tag Lord Miles with it, but that's okay. <laughs> he probably saw it anyway. Suburb 80-year-old Olga Diomina's top-floor apartment exploded. Russian soldiers broke open doors, choking off her town from food and supplies. What's the hardest part about moving on from this? Look, I have a feeling it's all a bad dream, she says. But the nightmare isn't over. Ukraine's President Zelensky is accusing Russia of using hunger as a weapon. Reminiscent of Stalin's forced famine during the 1930s. The Ukrainians say the Russians are now blocking food and water from southern cities like Mariupol. In villages outside Hostomel, the Russians went house by house. Did they take your food? They were stealing practically everything, she says, starting with food and ending with even children's toys. 
It's why organizations like World Central. Do I say that clip? I'll have to look and see. I don't think I do. Uh, I don't think I do. I'm going to send it to you, Pantu. Kitchen are rushing in. Where did the link go? They got to take it down? Delivering more than 135,000 meals across Ukraine each day. The grocery stores are destroyed or there's nothing on the shelves. Oh, he's cutting it up. Okay. We'll cut up to a part where I don't say fuck. All the more reason why Nina Tarasova is grateful. Neighbors have brought her some much-needed food. The Russians may have taken much, but among what they Azov, left behind man, what the fuck? is resolve. Yeah, okay. Hey, thanks so much. Fuck you, Scarborough. Piece of shit. This is a warning to Finland right now, a country that could soon join the NATO alliance. Moscow tonight says... By the way, if you want the uh, channel package... Uh, you can actually do that now. The one that I talk about all the time. I talked about having thousands of channels. I actually didn't even know how many channels I had. It was 35,000. Um, so that's quite a few channels. Uh, and the, I'll put the link here uh, in Cozy Chat. And I'll put it in Odyssey as well. If that happens, Russia will respond. Correspondent Kelly Meyer is live for us in Washington tonight with the very latest on this new threat. Kelly. More channels than even I thought. We know it was Ukraine's hope of joining NATO that in part provoked Vladimir Putin's invasion. Now Finland is expressing interest in joining the alliance and Russia isn't happy. As Finland weighs becoming a member of NATO, it's hit not only by a cyber attack, but has its airspace breached. How do you play it on PC? You use a VLC player. Uh, and there's other stuff you can use, too. Uh, but I just use VLC player and then the uh, playlist on there. And you can search through all your channels that you have loaded up in your M3U file there on your VLC playlist. That's how I do it. Now, there's ways to, like, add electronic channel guides and all that stuff. And I was messing with that earlier. But, and I'll I'll try to figure that out this weekend. But honestly, I've just been doing so many shows and shit. I haven't figured that part out yet. But I've been using it for a while you know, that those live look-ins and the international coverage and stuff uh, comes from that. So It's all happening as Ukrainian President Zelensky was speaking virtually to members of yeah, Finland's Yeah, you can parliament. use it on Firestick and stuff, too, I think. I just haven't. The websites of both the Finnish Defense and Foreign Ministry went down. They didn't say who was behind the cyber attack. But Finland is accusing Russia of repeated incursions of its airspace over the last several weeks, including today. This all happening as Finland debates joining NATO, a policy change after decades of staying out of the alliance, an about-face brought on by the attack on Ukraine. NATO's chief says Finland would be warmly welcomed. We will respect the decision regardless of uh, what the conclusion will be. But if Finland... The, the Go ahead. God of Conquest 91 sent $3, Ralph. Have you seen this video of Russian soldiers shutting down Ukrainian Camhor Studios? No. Here's the link. Oh, shit, I'll pull it up. Decides to apply for membership. I, I'm confident that uh, NATO allies will warmly welcome them. Finland shares a border with Russia running 800 miles, the longest border with Russia among all EU countries. If Finland were to join the alliance, the total land border between the NATO territory and Russia would more than double to nearly 1,600 miles. Today, the Pentagon spokesperson reaffirmed the U.S. commitment to defend NATO allies. That would include Finland if their 
membership is approved by the alliance in the coming months. Russian officials are threatening Finland if it goes ahead and joins NATO. Do you take those threats seriously? As you've heard President Biden say, we're going to defend every inch of NATO territory if it's if it's required. It's an ironclad commitment. The United States uh, states uh, believes that, um, and we'll continue to look for ways to, especially on the eastern flank, to, to bolster that. Sweden also weighing joining the alliance. Russian officials have responded with threats. A government spokesman warning of military and political consequences. While a veteran Russian lawmaker said if Finland joins NATO, it would ensure the, quote, destruction of their country. Finland has responded with defiance. Many Finns citing the heavy losses on the Russian army the last time Russia invaded their country in 1939 and is moving forward with plans to join NATO and angering their giant neighbor to the east. And Finland could be announcing their decision on whether or not to join NATO just within the next few weeks. Marnie? We'll be watching that. Kelly, curious, how is Finland preparing? What steps are they taking for a possible threat? Well, we're already hearing that Finnish officials say they are preparing uh, for whatever Russia may, may do. But we do know that just because they are applying to be in NATO, that doesn't mean the Article 5 commitments kick in. As you heard the Pentagon spokesperson tell me there, that once they are uh, in NATO, that is, it is their duty to come and defend uh, NATO territory. But whether or not that kicks in as this application process goes through, how long that takes, and whether or not Russia steps in before this all goes through, that's the question. But we know that Finland is preparing and knows that Russia is unpredictable. This would be very significant and also change the game. Kelly Meyer live for us in D.C. As always, Kelly, thank you. I want to bring in retired Lieutenant General Richard Newton now uh, to talk about this. Uh, let's begin with Finland since that's where we left off with Kelly. Uh, Lieutenant General Richard Newton, always good to see you. So Finland signaling interest in joining NATO. Russia, as you heard, was quick to respond to that. Your thoughts on this latest, as I said, pretty significant development if it were to happen. Well, it is significant, Marty, and, and good evening. It would be significant because now it would be the 31st member of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Uh, think about this. 20 years ago, uh, I think it would have been unfathomable for the population of Finland to consider you know, joining NATO. Uh, but since the invasion of Ukraine by Russia back on the 24th of February, my, my numbers tell me that the polling now among the Finland population, the adult population, is up to 53%, which is really a dramatic change from the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Uh, and so, as Kelly reported also, uh, there have been aircraft intrusions, fighter aircraft intrusions over the skies of, of Finland, but also Sweden. You know, Sweden is lurking out there as well. Both nations, and especially Finland, has a very capable military that would be very suitably aligned with uh, the capabilities within the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. So again, it's, it's there are many, many steps to get there, but it's certainly one that I think is, is, is dramatic and, and absolutely noteworthy. And as we look at the map there, General, 800 miles or so that Finland shares with the border of Russia, given Russia's military capability, what we've seen them do uh, stymied in much of Ukraine for the last six weeks in certain areas, is an attack on Finland or Sweden or Norway or, um, heaven forbid, anywhere else if they continue to, to look to push plausible? I think it is. Uh, and that 800-mile border, by the way, is not only border that's ground, but also air. So there's lots of air defense that has to go along that border as well. But I think not only should we be concerned about, about Finland, of course, but but the Baltic states writ large. Uh, and uh, certainly Poland. Poland has, I think, 330 miles or so border uh, on Ukraine. And so there are there is concern in NATO, my sources tell me, that uh, not only sources say within 
Ukraine, but also within the Eastern Front, if you will, where we have put a lot of defensive capabilities there because of the, the most recent invasion. So that's that would be in play as well. So think Finland, obviously think uh, the Baltic states, particularly Poland. I guess what I was getting at is about 15 to 20 percent of Russia's military um, might has been diminished. They're, they're in Ukraine. Their focus is there. Are they capable militarily for another ground battle like we're seeing in Ukraine in another bordering country like Finland? I mean, the, the logistics of those challenges. They're not. And I wouldn't think in terms of a ground invasion, but certainly they, they have air capability. Got it. Uh, they also have cyber capability. And so uh, we have to think not necessarily the ground domain, but the other domains, especially in air and cyber. But they do have certainly the will. They do not have the capability, I believe, right now because they are bogged down and significantly committed and spent, if you will, uh, with this Ukrainian invasion for the moment. So that probably has put them back a year or two. But let's not take the air capability off the table or certainly cyber. Yeah, anything's possible. I hear you. Uh, General, the Donbass region is bracing for this next massive attack that does appear imminent. It's setting up to be the biggest and bloodiest battle yet. What are you hearing from your sources tonight? I'm hearing that the Russian forces are uh, they're resetting. They've moved into Belarus. They've also moved into Russia. There are still some forces committed, but they, they've lost Kiev. They're not going to take Kiev. So they're now going to refocus, uh, re-strategize, if you will, and, and move into the, uh, the eastern part of Ukraine. And let's not forget the southern, southeastern part of Ukraine as well. But nonetheless, what we saw today, earlier today, that pinpoint attack on that train station, think of Chicago's Union Station being attacked and 52 people, men, women, and children, and elderly killed as they're fleeing from a war scene. And so the change that we're seeing, or the really upping the ante of the civilian atrocities, will just intensify while the Russian army resets and, if you will, reloads. Mm, it's the epitome of evil, uh, really what Zelensky alluded to earlier today, uh, the atrocities we're seeing. The General epitome of evil. Go. Many um, are talking about this May 9th day, marking that on the calendar. I'm about to go take Why a piss. is that day significant? Uh, it's for got like four minutes left. Hold on, let's see. Uh, okay. All right. Vladimir Putin and for Russia. Well, that's the uh, the Russians' victory war parade. And if you recall the old granular black and white pictures of Stalin waving at the crowds and Khrushchev and Brezhnev and so forth, that with with Putin being such a, a historic a focused person on the old Soviet Union I believe we just need to kind of yeah really Shia, if you have that, that link send it to me over the next month now the 9th of May will be significant I believe for Putin to pull something else out of his you know out of his back pocket in terms of a, either atrocities or maybe start an invasion or restart the invasion and so forth uh, we need to just I'm just coming up on the net and and letting the American people know that that that's a date that's coming that that it could compel Putin because of the historic significance of that day and his marker on his legacy with this invasion that hasn't gone so well uh, may want to put that date uh, in play and it's just just more to uh, uh, we'll see on that note. Yeah, about four weeks from now in the picture he looks to paint for the Russian people and for the world at this point. Uh, Lieutenant General Richard Newton, always a pleasure to have you on. I appreciate your insight once again tonight. All right, I'll see if I can find it.
You bet. Good evening, Marnie. Thank you. Ukraine has held off a full-scale invasion for more than a month now, something that surprised a lot of experts who feared that the capital city of Kyiv would fall in a matter of days. We know that did not happen. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky has been the vocal face of the resistance, being praised for his tactics, his bravery, his leadership. But behind him, there's someone else, the commander-in-chief. Yes, I know. He's the best of all time. Fight, his number two. He is known as the Iron General. He is the brains, the execution behind the strategies that has put Russian forces on their heels. We want to introduce you to him tonight. Correspondent Kelly Beeson here with his story, his background, who he is, and he's certainly capable of doing the job. He certainly is, or appears to be, Marnie. And it sounds like from an expert we spoke with, what's really critical is for these troops on the ground to feel supported, not only militarily, but also politically. Outnumbered by Russian forces, some predicted Ukraine would easily surrender after being invaded. However, the Ukrainians have held their own and fought back under the direction of their commander-in-chief of the Ukrainian Armed Forces, a leader keeping a low profile. If you attack a country, you should expect that country to be extremely uh, resilient because they know their streets, they know their buildings, they know... Uh, where best to, to fight. Retired Master Sergeant from the California National Guard, Paul Wade, says the group has had a close working relationship with the Ukraine military and the Ukraine National Guard since 1993. The program was based on an American suggestion to NATO and had many objectives, including helping the nations become more interoperable with NATO forces, helping the partners become more transparent in military affairs, and helping the nations know how a military works in a democracy. It's, it's a way to uh, friendships, relationships, uh, mentorship, uh, um, share knowledge as we got further into the Iraq and Afghanistan wars that became even more prominent. Um, but, but for the most part, it's a chance just to uh, uh, share capabilities and knowledge um, for the worst case scenarios. Next Wait, Friday night, he, by the way, Dawson versus Martinez perspective. That's going to be a good one that I'm looking forward to. He's surprised to see the Ukrainians passionately fighting, adding one of the most important things leadership can do is let them know they're supported both politically and militarily. If there's somebody that's the spokesperson or their poster child um, so they can get behind that person, then yes, you need a... This idiot. I'm about to have to go downstairs a, uh, here in a minute because that fucking a, a idiot. You guys saw it happen in the chat. I don't want to give it too much acknowledgement, but... There are generals um, in the U.S. military that have done that. And while this Iron General is keeping a low profile, Marnie, it appears he is making those moves. Uh, really fascinating. All right. Th thanks for watching. Let's see. Turkish drone, so effective. I'm trying to find something I can turn on for a minute. Uh, I guess I need to check that out. Check that bullshit out. Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, but uh, also, I don't know. Look at this. Let me try to turn something on first.
Cities and towns across I'll just turn northern this on Ukraine randomly. are being freed by Ukrainian forces as the Russians... I'll turn this on randomly. I'll be right back. One such city is Trostenets, northwest of Kharkiv, the site of pitched fighting until its liberation two weeks ago. Special correspondent Jack Hewson and videographer Ed Ram traveled there and found a city destroyed, its people reeling. The scars of battle in the recently liberated town of Trostenets... Civilians try to resume daily life amid the ruins of their community. The town will take time to rebuild, but the wounds of trauma will take longer to heal. On the outskirts of the town, we meet Luba Kriyuchko, mourning the loss of her grandson. This is our cemetery. The 14-year-old boy and her two neighbors were killed as Ukrainian and Russian forces battled for the town just days before its liberation on March 26. I wish it could be just alive. It doesn't matter that the flat is ruined. We can rebuild it. But I wish my grandson was alive. That would be the best thing that could happen. Luba shows us the destruction to her home. She was hiding in her basement when the artillery round struck but her grandson and neighbors were not so fortunate. As she emerged above ground, she discovered a horrifying scene. The woman was lying there without her head. Look at what has happened. Her head was blown off and all her bones blown apart there in the basement too. And here was my grandson's body. He did not run to the basement in time we were in the basement, and all of the body fragments got blown up in there also. On the way up to Luva's apartment, we meet Victor. His son was critically injured in the blast, but when they tried to take him to hospital, they were stopped by Russian troops. We got to the checkpoint at the crossroads between the hospital and the school. We were stopped. They shot in the air and searched the car. I said, we're going to the hospital with my injured son. They said, ride, but we will shoot you in the back. You can go, but we will kill you. There is a giant tear in Luba's bedroom from the strike, but her grandson's death and the serious injury to her son have left a bigger emotional hole in her life. I don't know how to explain. It's hard. Hard, of course. He lived with me, the child. Until Luba finds the money to repair her apartment, she is sleeping on her neighbor's sofa. We had everything, everything, until some man got weird ideas in his head that he should destroy everything. That is all. Luba's home was struck as fronts shifted around the town's edges. When the time came, locals say Ukrainian forces took five days to retake Trostyanets. At the train station, a focal point of the battle, there is evidence of some of the fiercest fighting. This is, or perhaps was, the city's train station, and it's been used as a base by the Russians while they were here. You can see the scale of the fighting that's gone on here. There's so many pockmarks in the concrete. There's boxes of Russian armaments around. There were snipers positioned on top of this, and seven tanks, according to locals. The Ukrainian military are already clearing the charred remnants of Russian artillery units emblems of an embarrassing strategic failure. 
The town was only ever expected Anonymous to be a stepping stone to victory in Kiev. But as advances stalled, Russia's presence in Trostyanets became an occupation. After a right. month in hiding, emotions run high. Yeah, he privated it. He's a little bitch, of course. But they shot down people just for nothing. People that were just walking in the street with their children if they had not quickly run away. They went around with guns and kicked us out of our houses. I knew about the situation outside and did not go out. I was I already knew he wasn't down there, but what happened to the city. They went into houses and beat people. Well, Jesse doesn't know, though. Mike sent $3. What will Martinez Putin. and Dawson be debating on? I'm assuming it won't be on 911. Nivegas. But see, what Jesse doesn't know is there's already a restraining order out against him from my fiance. So he was actually in violation of that restraining order tonight when he came to my house. He doesn't know that yet. Um, I'm assuming somebody will tell him. Probably uh, at this point, but uh, yeah, there's definitely an active restraining order against him from my fiance already. So probably wasn't a good idea for him to to come to my house tonight. So uh, yeah, it's been reported the police are already on the way. So I mean, I know not even my call. Obviously, it's getting like I mean. They took and broke phones. They did what they wanted. They were barbarians. God says you should love your enemy. It is impossible. I only have hate. So you clipped the very end? Okay, good. I mean, that's all I really need anyway. Let's see. I'll send this. Yeah, this is where he's walking up to my truck. See. I don't know if this has that part or not. It's right after that part, maybe. Anonymous sent three dollars. Where else supports snitching now? I told him not to come back, didn't I? Locals say that the Russian troops were civil at first, but after a couple of weeks, the disappearances and atrocities began. Anger at Russian violations is pouring out across the liberated towns I'll send that to you, Pansu. I'll look for more. Luba's life has I'm been sure somebody's got more somewhere. I told you that I have enough of this for the rest of my life. Until I am dead. This pain. The hate. I hear the cops are Nothing else. Now. The hate and anger. That is what I feel. I wish I could kill them myself. Those who came here. That is all. I hear my dog barking. As more alleged atrocities are uncovered, he's a good boy. Many burying their loved ones across Ukraine, a country reeling from its loss. For the PBS NewsHour. Okay. Is there anything fun we could play? I might have to go down there and talk to him in a minute. Most likely I will. Nightly news, full broadcast. I won't do that to you. Isn't there? I wonder if we could find David Cole and Phil Donahue. Oh wait, it does. It's a clip, but it's not the actual. Um, let's see. 
Let me... Because I will go down there and check. Because I hear the dog bark. I know the police are here. 15.5% in a bit. To Let me go see what the... And the worst Christmas finest has got cooking down there. Years. Students calling for the president to resign clash with police in Colombo. The country is struggling to pay for imports, which has led to a shortage of fuel, power, food and medicine. Protests have been held almost daily for more than a month. Rajapaksa Rajapaksa is now running his administration with only a handful of ministers after his entire cabinet resigned this week. You're up to date with headlines. More news coming up here on Al Jazeera after 101 East. It's the largest war in Europe since World War II. Is President Putin reclaiming what belonged to Russia? Was NATO coming too close? And what does the end game look like? An in-depth look at the war in Ukraine. Putin's plan or the West's neglect. Ukraine, the seeds of war on Al Jazeera. In response to the United States' global domination of the online realm, China is investing heavily in its cyber forces. Overnight, universities started offering information security. Companies were scrambling to find hackers and security people. So they went from obscurity doing their passion to being in demand. Now, allegations of state-sponsored hacking between the two nations have reached fever pitch. China's goal, simply put, is to replace the U.S. as the world's leading superpower, and they're using illegal methods to get there. One on One East investigates the growing cyber war between the United States and China. China has the most internet users in the world, but at the turn of the millennium, less than 2% of the population had access to the internet. That didn't stop China from entering a cyber war with the world's biggest superpower. Two international events provoked China's first cyber attacks against the US. The first in 1999, on the night of May 7th, during a NATO operation in the former Yugoslavia, US missiles destroyed the Chinese embassy in Belgrade. Then in 2001, a collision between Chinese and American military aircrafts resulted in the death of a Chinese pilot. Following these two events, Chinese hackers targeted a symbol of American power, the military. Hackers replaced the content of this U.S. Navy website with patriotic slogans. They read, China's patriotic hackers will beat down all the hegemonism in the world. 
All Chinese must be united and fight for the honor of our homeland. You worked for 14 years as an expert for the U.S. National Security Agency? Uh, 13. 13? Okay. Priscilla Moriucci worked for the U.S. National Security Agency and headed its Asian Cyber Threat Analysis Office. There certainly were a core group of people in the late 90s and early 2000s um, you know, who were um, involved in, in you know, what people sort of call like the U.S.-China hacker wars, right? They were interesting because it was one of the first times in which you had people on one the side of one nation state who were sort of using the internet right as a tool, you know, to kind of attack and, and for political retribution or, or motivations. The two main groups behind the attacks were the China Eagle Union and the Honka Union of China. found their websites from more than 20 years ago. This is the homepage of the China Eagle Union, with slogans like, Shield of the Nation and Justice, My Heart is Pure and Radiant. As well as the Honka Union of China's website, we found the Hackers Union of China, which described itself as the Chinese Hackers Cybersecurity Alliance. I think it was a sort of one of those transition periods in time, right? When you know, Chinese perception of themselves and the role that they were playing and they occupied changed and that reflected right also in kind of cyber operations mm -hmm. and the rise of these kind of the hunker union, right? And these and these kind of groups um, who realized that they had a tool, right? You know, the internet that they knew how to, you know, affect uh, you know, United States. Uh, and, you know, they employed it. In the hacking community, these original hackers were highly respected for their technical skills and their... What audacity. is going on? With a Chinese speaker who Shout asked to be Shout out to Richmond PD. They were really cool. They're usually really cool with me, honestly. We make a list of the aliases we find. What is happening? I thought we were talking about Russia, Ukraine. I had to step away for five minutes. Of research, we what have the faces, fuck? backgrounds, real names, and even email addresses. Eagle, founder of the China Eagle Union, is described as the godfather of this generation of hackers. And Lion what? was the leader of the Honka Union of China. What did I just stumble into? We what the fuck? Hackers we found via secure email. Honkers have hacked the stream. I'm not calling in. We got sidetracked into Chinese Germany. <laughs> Eagle, under one condition, he doesn't want to show. Now nah, the cops face. are cool. They're cool. Why do you? Uh, in Richmond, they seem to be at least. Glasses. They all started as gold farmers in World of Warcraft. They probably did. <laughs> what a wild evening. Flamenco outed as a flamer. Lord Moss comes on. Spurg showing up to my house. I get to talk to the police. Just an average everyday thing. The cops are really chill, by the way. 
Shout out to them. They seemed sometimes the cops are like, Oh my god, what's going on? Uh no, nah, they were just matter of factly talking about the situation. They understood. I was like, Yeah, I'm a streamer. I mean, crazy shit happens quite often. It's just a little annoying. This fucking spur coming by my house like a fucking goof. I mean, keep showing my truck. I do have a badass truck. Let's be real. Big red out there. Also, there are cameras outside my house, too, so. On his website at the time, Eagle issued a call to all Chinese hackers. Action plan against hegemony and for China. Anonymous sent $3 you took out an eight-year loan on that truck, Lamau. I did not, but thank you for contributing to it. To divide the country. Method, all available computer means. After the hack on U.S. Navy websites in May 2001, the Chinese government denied all responsibility for the young nationalist hackers. An editorial in the People's Daily, the official newspaper of the Communist Party, declared the attacks illegal. Ralph derangement syndrome. It's real, dude. It's real, honestly. Yeah, I heard Flamenco completely destroyed himself. I know I saw some people wanted me to call him, but I don't even see a point. That would just give him... That would be a life raft for him, for me to help him out. I heard he was destroyed, so I'll just enjoy from afar. About your former job. I mean, I, I ain't going to hide it. I mean, I hate most of those people, but obviously Flamenco, yeah. Dude was talking about sticking a gun in his mouth. Well, don't let me stop you. He doesn't like any organization that's not under its, uh, its control. Um, he sees that as a challenge and as a threat. Copeman sent $3.07 Ralph Love to Bowling Stream, especially when Pat said the N word. I don't remember that. You said that the other day. So for both those reasons, they, you know, they needed. Is it really that bad? Honestly, I would like to call and dunk on him at any point. I don't care what show it is, but it's like, ah, that just, that probably helped him out. Probably helped him out. I was the one going in hard and pushed it so hard that he, had to go try to defend, him, defend himself, and instead he got roasted instead. Exercise more control mm. internet and how it was being used by its citizens. What a wild night! Holy fuck! I can't, I don't know if I can, I can't watch this anymore. <clears throat> I can't watch this anymore. Let's see.
Hunter Biden. We could play this again. Did they? Has this audio been played recently? Uh, let's see. Where did that go? Uh, oh. So, Flamenco, why are you gay? Uh, because I like cock, you know? Can't get enough of it. I can't get enough of penis, you know? It's an addiction, honestly. So, Flamenco... Oh. Copeman sent $3 lol good bet for the Masters is Scotty Scheffler or an Asian either way you know. What did Tiger end up shooting today? He's in contention, right? Tied for 19th. I mean, okay, seven off. Still, you never know. Oh, man. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, Flamenco denying he accessed Pornhub, instead blaming hackers. Denying he likes the fetishes that consistently show up in 2D and 3D porn. Mm. Damn, that's tough. Oh. Oh. What's going on in Pakistan, though? I know that's... I just saw a video on the side that made me think of that. Sorry. Oh, dude. I haven't caught up in a few days. What the fuck? This is Democracy Now! This bitch is old as God, by the way. Democracy Now! Oh, dude. Is this, is this live now? ...view is the only view that can bring coherence to any global conversation. And that without our view, yeah, hate to say any it, Uzi. global conversation on any conflict is incomplete. Swamped and encouraged. Jim turned on his own son. I oh, my God, no. I wanted to begin by thanking you and also at the same time expressing my deep concern at the possibility of a sudden flashpoint. A sudden flashpoint. Yeah, exactly. That, that bitch was there at the birth of, of democracy. What the and fuck? a dangerous downward spiral once again. And that is why the big missile attack on a railway station in the Donetsk Republic... DPR, which both Russia and Ukraine are blaming each other for, is exactly the kind of flashpoint we need to be careful about so that neither side responds irrationally and we can't handle it anymore. Ladies and gentlemen. I don't want to go on there. Was it a false flag or a Russian strike? Why would I help? That's just going to help Flamingo. I don't want to go. I'm not one over the missile fight. Flamingo can just keep flailing. I don't have anything. I mean, I think we said all we needed to say. Here, play this. This is what they can play. Hold on. Copeman sent $3. Do you think my PHX sons can win it all this year or what? Sorry for the sports bull cues. I mean, yeah, they can. Gelfberg, oh. banned, sent $3. PPP says DM him to go on with Flamenco Live Now. This is your chance, Ralph. I'm not. I'm not going on. Flamenco, why are you gay? Uh, because I like cock, you know? Can't get enough of it. I can't get enough of penis, you know? It's an addiction, honestly. There you go. There's my there's my contribution. I'm not going on there. Dot org. What you mean the program that sped spread false rape allegations against me the last two weeks? They can all fucking blow their brains out. I'm not going on there. 
Morning Peace Report. I'm Amy Goodman in New York, joined by Democracy Now! co-host Juan Gonzalez in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Hi, Juan. Hi, Amy, and welcome to all of our listeners and viewers across the country and around the world. Well, Pakistan is facing a constitutional crisis after Prime Minister Imran Khan dissolved Pakistan's National Assembly and called for new elections in an effort to halt an attempt to remove him from power. Opposition MPs were planning to hold a no conference. Uh, joy, joy, joy sent three dollars. Lamau, don't take the bait, King. I'm not going Just on there. Just sit back and watch the. Plus, I don't have anything down. to add. What the fuck, Flamenco? Why would I go in there? Like. I'm sure he. I'm sure he would love that. Yeah, so he can try to divert attention. I don't want to divert anything away from him being just a huge line. That's all that needs to be talked about. Plus, like I said, I wouldn't go on there anyway. So, confidence vote in parliament. Yeah, go on the place that's been fucking. Smearing me every week with fucking laws. No, I don't think so. But Khan's allies block the vote from happening. Opposite. Go ahead. Anonymous sent $3. Why the pegging? What's wrong with some good old fake taxi? I don't... Opposition uh... lawmakers have accused Imran Khan of carrying out an open coup against the country and the Constitution. Pakistan's Supreme Court is now weighing... Plus, what do I have to say? It's about flamenco. I don't have any... I mean, I'm just sitting here... Live. I'm just making fun of him. I mean, I could go in there and say he's a... Yeah, I called... I said he was a... Two weeks ago when we were on the same call. I mean, <laughs> Copeland sent three dollars. Nobody thinks these people are real anymore. The tidal wave has shifted. Oh, seven to Ralph for warning us. Whether Khan's moves were legal. Imran Khan has defended his actions, saying they block what he described as a plot by the United States to remove him from power. This is Imran Khan speaking last week. कि बहुत बड़ी एक साजिश हुई है इमरान खान ने पाकिस्तान के खिलाफ आहिस्ता आहिस्ता लोगों को पता चला है कि कितनी बड़े पैमाने पे साजिश हुई है और ये अक्टूबर से this is a big conspiracy, not against Imran Khan, but against Pakistan itself. Slowly, people have started realizing what a big conspiracy has taken place, and it has been hatching since October by all these traitors who've been robbing the country for the past 35 years. They were doing it in league with external forces. No, let me openly take the name of America. <laughs> This conspiracy has been carried out in connivance with America, but I want to know, what does America have against me? I have never been anti-American. Pakistani Prime Minister Imran Khan speaking last week. The Biden administration based Khan denied the allegations. We go now to Islamabad, where we're joined by Munizai Jahangir, a journalist oh. and host of a political talk show on Pakistan's leading news network, also editor-in-chief of the familiar. digital media platform VoicePK.net. She's the daughter of the pioneering Pakistani human rights activist and lawyer Asma Jahangir, who died in 2018. Munizai is on the board of the Asma Jahangir Foundation and a council member of the Human Rights Commission of Pakistan. Munizai Jahangir... Copeland sent $3. I showed one of my Mexicans the Saddam Hussein lynching. And he said, God bless. 
don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, welcome back to Democracy Now! It's an honor to have you with us. Can you start off by just laying out, especially for an audience not for familiar with all Pakistani we have? Man, politics, I wanted something a little punchier than this. What is happening in uh, Pakistan is right now. Okay, this is a newer video. Man. Well, firstly, thank you so much for having me on your show. It is a real honor to be No, no, no. A decisive stage in Pakistan's political crisis. This is the new the government's choice this is the to dissolve parliament is deemed unlawful by the nation's highest court. I'm congratulating the supremacy of the constitution. And on this occasion, I want to say this is not the win of any political party, but it's a win for the constitution of Pakistan. A no-confidence vote was called by the opposition at the weekend. Oh, apparently Flamingo deleted his browser history and, like, tried to be slick about it, and he got busted out. Oh, man. Yeah, this is going to be a fun supercut to go through. Flamingo, oh. He's mundane matting himself, except it's with pornography. Oh. Crisis. The government's choice to dissolve parliament is deemed unlawful by the nation's highest court. What a bad news. Is that you, Zach? I'm congratulating the supremacy of the constitution. And on this occasion, I want to say this is not the win of any political party, but it's a win for the constitution of Pakistan. A no-confidence vote was called by the opposition at the weekend. Copeland sent $3 thoughts on Tom Brady unretiring and Bruce Arians retiring. Oh, I didn't even see the... When did that, when did that happen? I didn't see the second part. Uh, Bruce Arians retired? Oh, I didn't... When did I... How did I miss that? Where the fuck was I when, I, when that happened? March 30th? Dude, I totally missed that. Man, I've been unplugged from the sports game. I've been working so hard. Like, I didn't fucking... And traveling everywhere. My daughter was born. Cozy Rosie. Downstairs. I damn sure didn't think that, but I was glad Brady came came back, honestly. I would have never thought I would say that, but just fuck it. Let's just make it more entertaining. Bring Brady back. Let's bring him another year. It's another year. Some guy's been playing my whole life. Just get out there and play again. Fuck it. Why would I say anything other than that? One more year of nostalgia, possible greatness. Why not? I want him to lose the Super Bowl, though. Don't get me wrong. I don't want him to win the Super Bowl ever. Don't get that twisted. But, yeah, you know what? Why not? I remember when Tom Brady, I remember his rookie season when Drew Bledsoe got hurt and he came in. I vividly remember being over at my friend's house watching Monday Night Football, him versus the Rams, who he would meet in the rematch in the Super Bowl earlier that year when they would win the Super Bowl. But So that was many moons ago, like 21 years ago. Khan's government refused to comply later, asking the president to dissolve parliament and calling for yeah, a snap. Well, Arians obviously was rubbing a lot of people the wrong way, so I think it was time for him to go. I think that was the great call because he's been fucking, he's been out of control for a minute. He's got his Super Bowl ring, kicked that guy upstairs. Let him be a fucking Walmart greeter there at the stadium, basically, and go around and visit the old folks' homes or whatever. Sell season ticket packages. Get him out. Get him out of the. Get him out of the power. Power uh, nexus there, though. Snap election. This outraged the opposition, which then launched an appeal with the Supreme Court. 
Parliament has now been ordered to reconvene on Saturday to proceed with the vote. Thursday's ruling could now see the former cricketer booted from office, but he remained defiant. I've called a cabinet meeting tomorrow as well as our parliamentary party meeting, and tomorrow evening I will address the nation. My message to our nation is I have always and will continue to fight for Pakistan till the last ball. Opposition parties will be seeking to appoint a new From prime minister. Flamingo watches prolapse porn? What is... It's just coming in so fast, man. Oh, dude. This shouldn't be F. Let me refresh. Why is it F? Oh, all the cozy's fucked. What happened? No. No. Copeman sent $3. Brothers nigger Tom won a Super Bowl and lost a Super Bowl in his Cardinals stadium. Can't make this shit up. It's funny as fuck. Oh, is it back? Uh, It's fine for you guys? Why is it doing that for me? Hmm. Maybe it's just limited. You know that happens on Odyssey sometimes where just like certain people's won't work. Mon doesn't work. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Let me turn off Brave. Uh now nah, I got the spinning wheel. Well, I mean, I guess it works for most people though, so whatever. Who could hold power until August 2023, which is when an election needs to be held by Khan previously accused Western powers of conspiring to have him removed from office, but analysts say he has lost the backing of the country's powerful military. None of the nation's previous prime ministers have served a full term due to political turmoil. Well, let's see. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh. Just investigates the length some people are willing to go to reach new heights on Al Jazeera. What is this, man? Why? Just play the nose, motherfucker. Oh, they're doing some more bullshit. Let's see. Oh, boy. I see my tweet. I should have tweeted this out a minute ago. Retweet this. Yeah, it's back now. Okay, it's working on mine even now. Ah, it's just a little glitch. Here it goes. Let's see. Is this breaking news? Is this damning evidence here on the kill stream? So, Firmenko, why are you gay? Uh, because I like cock, you know? can't get enough of it. I can't get enough of penis, you know? It's an addiction, honestly. 
It's just like how he says that, man. Like he definitely likes dick. There's just another way. Just the way he said it. Honestly, it's addiction. Honestly, <laughs> Coke Mint sent three dollars. Are you racist? Why would you say that? It's an addiction. Honestly, it's an addiction. Honestly, it's an addiction. Honestly. Uh, Breaking news is damning evidence here on the kill stream. So, Flamenco, why are you gay? Uh, because I like cock, you know? Can't get enough of it. I can't get enough of penis, you know? It's an addiction, honestly. Well, an addiction, he says. This is breaking news. An addiction, he says. You know what? The kill stream is an addiction. We're going to do something this weekend. I don't know what. Big debate next Friday. Martinez perspective versus Ryan Dawson. On the 23rd, we got Adam Green versus E. Michael Jones. On the 22nd, we got Jay Dyer. And guess what? Listen to what I say now because I'm just going to add a bunch of guests. That's what I'm going to do this whole weekend. I'm going to spend time with my daughter. I'm going to watch The Godfather Part 2 with Pansu. She's never seen it. We went in the theaters and saw Part 1. We're going to cozy up with Cozy Rosie. Watch Part 2. I'm going to work on guests. I'm going to work on just laughing at Flamenco for the rest of my life, I think. Uh, and just loving life, man. Digging it. Thank you guys for the support all day today. Across both shows, shout out to Lord Miles Rutledge. That deserves another motherfucking clap. What a young legend. Please go follow him on Twitter, Lord Miles. Again, big support. Killstream.live. I'm going to try to get that fixed up a little bit uh, this weekend as well. Shout out to my uncle earlier in the week, week giving me the Thanos ring. Wally sent $3 going to see Fozzie what? tonight. I'll pass on your regards to Chris Jericho. A little bit of the bubbly with Chris Jericho. My uncle with the Thanos ring. Damn, that thing is, it really is bling. And like, I hate to even wear it out, kind of, because like, the thing is a little... Thank you, Unc. Much appreciated. Thank you, Killstream Faithful. I'm going to go ahead and hit that music. Hit the hay here pretty soon. A little bit of the bubbly. Where's the song? There it is. Play. 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 Let's go. Shout out to Odyssey. Shout out to the young legend, the other young legend. The Uber Young Legend, the Cozy Kingpin, Nicholas J. Shout out to America First. Flamingo, buddy, you just got Thanos snap, you bitch. Oh, oh. 